The following is another Classic Hit Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents high school football. Milmock in motion, pitch play left side. Jared turns it up. Jared gets into the end zone for a Shelton touchdown. Jared Milbach, once he made that cut up field, he was one step and in. Boy, did he make a great cut. This afternoon, the Axdale Wildcats travel to Shelton to battle the Bulldogs. High School Football and KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hit Sports Club. Second and 10, they'll fake at the clean sport. It's a naked bootleg here for Sis. Kennesaw bid on it. 30, 20, 10. Touchdown. Parker Sis untouched. Goes 36 yards. It's been an up and down first five weeks for both squads. Tonight's winner gets back to 500 and keeps their spot in the playoff hunt. It's the Wildcats and Bulldogs. Carry me up next, but first, a new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Shelton with KKPR Sports Director Doug Duda. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And a happy Friday afternoon, everyone. Welcome to high school football here on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. We hope you have an enjoyable weekend planned, and we're looking for a doubleheader of some area football that could be pretty darn exciting today. District matchups, our first game today here on Classic Hits, really kind of matches two teams that probably come into today's game knowing that they can win the football game, which always makes it interesting. And one of the teams is going to get to 500 with two games to go and the 32-team field now still in the Class D playoffs. You have a good feeling about playing an extra game, getting that ninth game. On the other hand, two and four are going to make it a little tougher still. Two games to go, four and four is going to get you in just about every single year. And uh, we'll talk about who the two opponents are still to play for these two teams. Doug Duda, along with Brandon Bennett's here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Glad to have you along with us. Our second game today, we're just going to slide back down Highway 30 to Gibbon as the undefeated Buffaloes take on the Rebels of Arcadia Loop City. And I know the interesting one about that one, Brandon, is going to be, is Arcadia Loop City for real? They were one game, just a couple of points, power points away from making the playoffs last year. They're 5-1 and one this year. Their only loss to undefeated Atkinson West Holt, uh, who is uh, a seven-point victory in that game. So you have to think that they've already established themselves and is Gibbon that much better than they were last year because they're not just winning this year. They are destroying people uh, since week one. They're winning by 30 or more points every single week. So uh, both interesting today, probably for different reasons. Going to be an interesting matchup, as you said, Doug, for a couple of different reasons here uh, in Shelton and them playing Axtell. Is Axtell going to be able to put together a road win where they haven't been as successful on the road? One of the interesting things you look at the Axtell schedule is they open with three of their first four games on the road, and then Axtell has three of their last four games at home. Well, this is one of those road games deep into the schedule. Can Axtell come on the road here to Shelton and put a game together? On the other hand, can Shelton focus this week because everybody loves homecoming? 
except the football coaching staff. Coaches don't like, administrators don't like homecoming. They like the festivities, but unfortunately for the coaching staff, that those festivities take away from the focus of the game at hand. So Axtell's got some things to overcome. Shelton's got some things to overcome. This game here is going to be really interesting. The team that can focus the best is going to have the upper hand. And then, as you said, the Arcadia Loop City Gibbon game next that we're going to do, that's going to be a good one because Arcadia Loop City, if they can get into the fourth quarter with Gibbon, and you'll hear in the coaches' pregame show, they talk about whether or not Gibbon can play all four quarters because they haven't needed to. Arcadia's had a couple of games they've needed to play in the fourth quarter. If Gibbon can sustain all four quarters, that gives them an advantage. And if Arcadia can get to that fourth quarter, get deep in that fourth quarter, that might be an advantage for Arcadia Loop City. Well, we'll have them both for you. That game kicks off at 7 o'clock. And again, an afternoon game, there's a variety of reasons, but about 90% of the time is getting officials, uh, and that was the reason for this one here. I'm sure there's folks that, uh, especially on homecoming, sometimes that's a little rough. It'll give the kids a little more time to have their festivities <laughs> after the game today, but it's going to be a beautiful afternoon for football. It's going to be a beautiful night for football, and just again, from my perspective here, I think this game tonight, this afternoon, is probably much more important for Axtell. I say yes. that because Shelton got off to a slow start. One of the reasons Jared Muehlbach arguably their top player, hurt in the offseason, just got back a couple of weeks ago. But you look at the two teams play, Axel has to play Elm Creek and Blue Hill, mm-hmm. who everybody at the beginning of the season in Huskerland Prep had them 1-2 in the district, and it might be tough to win uh, both of those or either of those. And for Shelton, uh, they have Franklin and Arapahoe left. All these teams are 2-3, and three, so maybe... Maybe on paper and history, those would be much more winnable games uh, for Shelton than what Axtell still has here to go. And for Shelton, which team is going to show up? The one that played Elm Creek and got a nice signature win or the one that played Blue Hill last week? And uh, when, the, when the tires, when you're driving down the road and you see the tires pass you, it's not a good thing. It's never a good thing. And for Axtell, their last two losses were at Ansley Litzfield in overtime and at Arapahoe, both of those by six points. And they had to come back in both of those games. So Axtell has the ability to come back in their games. Are they going to put themselves in such a hole tonight that they're going to need to come back? Are they going to be able to sustain as many drives as they need to and really get Parker, Sis, and the offense going to be able to sustain those drives and be able to get a win here on the road in Shelton? It is afternoon football on Classic Hits and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Here at anywhere online at PlatteRiverPreps.com, our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. We'll hear from the coaches, Will Wagner of Axtell and Mike Lowe of Shelton as the new Taxi pregame show continues here on Classic Hits. There's a lot of satisfaction that comes from making things grow. Whether it's a family, a field of grain, or the balance in your savings account, when you make something grow, you can't help but grow a little yourself. As a community ag bank, helping you make things grow is why we're here. Our ag lenders know agriculture, and they're local. Stop by and see us. Let's talk. Minden Exchange Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Shelton Locker in Shelton is a very proud supporter of the Bulldogs and would like to take the time to wish the athletes and coaches good luck in the game tonight. We know how hard each of you work in and out of the game, and we're so lucky to be part of an encouraging team here in Shelton and love serving such a great community for years. So when you're looking for the freshest meat and the friendliest people, Shelton Locker is the place to go. Shelton Locker says, Go Bulldogs! 
Welcome back to the new Tech Seed pregame show. Getting ready for a little sunshine football this afternoon. It's homecoming at Shelton, and Axtell is going to try and put a little damper on that right now with Will Wagner, the head football coach of the Wildcats, joins us. And, Coach, uh, thanks for the time. And uh, I guess uh, let's talk a little bit about your football team. You've, you've bookended your two wins around uh, three competitive uh, football teams there in the middle. Uh, what uh, has the season in your eyes been like through these first five games? Um, you know, I think there's been a lot of ups and downs. I mean, we've had some consistency, and then at times we've we've just made some errors that have cost us at the end of the games. But, you know, we're getting more consistent as the year's gone on, and I think that's where we are looking at getting is more consistency on both sides of the ball. I think we kind of shored up a couple things last week and keep working on getting those things a little bit cleaned up as we get to the end of the season. You've got uh, most of the kids back from last year did you have to do uh were you i guess were you ahead of the game that you thought uh, in preseason or was it still a young enough team that you had a lot of work to do because you got a lot of seniors in the lineup we do and you know and i think we were i know as a coaching staff we were a lot farther ahead this year i mean we had an offense we we kind of had gone through an offense and defense and really thought it out this year and so we were really ahead of the game and when it came into the season it, it showed i mean we had right at the bat we had that really good game and then you know we had a couple of road bumps but you know i think we were getting back on track well, let's talk about uh, what we've seen from your football team. Obviously, this is a football team that has always loved to line up and run the football. Parker Sis uh, can put the ball in the air a little bit uh, for you. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, your offense and Cody Nickel leading the way here on the ground. Parker doing what he has to do out of the quarterback spot. You know, it's, we're trying to. I think we're trying to say is balance. We do like to run it. I mean, the, the pass is there, and if we have the opportunity to pass the ball, I think we are going to take advantage of that. But, um, you know, we kind of went this summer and through the spring, we decided that we were going to go more of a zone blocking scheme, which allowed our guys to kind of on offense side kind of quit thinking about where who they had to block and just where they were going to block instead a little bit more, which made it help help us out a lot on that. And then, you know, the, the you know we have some really good pass catchers this year that have really helped out other than just Colton, but we have some other guys that can really help us out once in a while to get those possessions, so... We're talking with the head football coach at Axtell, Will Wagner, here. You haven't had problems scoring, but then conversely, most of the games have been pretty high scoring. Uh, the defense, you had your best performance against Franklin last week. Is that a sign of things to come? Well, you know, we, we made some changes. We kind of we got a little more speed to the edge and on the outside of the football team. On, we just had to get some things back, and then, you know, we also had some um, issues with injuries over the last couple of weeks also that kind of hindered us there as well. So, you know, I think we're getting back on track, getting back to where we want to be, be a little more stable on defense. So, Well, you guys knew that this was going to be one whale of a district, and then you have uh, somebody like Amherst added to your non-district roster. What was the goal at the beginning of the year for this team as far as showing improvement? And I'm sure playoffs was on your mind. Uh, was there one or two specific that you thought were attainable? You know, I, I I still feel like there's there's some goals on our list that are out there for us to attain, and you know I think right now our biggest goal, one of our biggest goals, is just continue to improve, and we have. I mean, looking back from last year to this year, our improvement has been greatly improved. Um, you know, there's some things that you know I know the kids are we're still looking forward to, and I think we just gotta keep our biggest thing right now is we just treat it like one game at a time. And I know I probably sound like a broken record, I say it a lot, but you know our goal right now is just taking care of the game that we have on hand. 
What about special teams? As we mentioned, a couple of kids there that uh, kind of can do everything for you, and we usually see that at the uh, eight-man level. Looks like your punting game's okay. Uh, have you had success when it comes to uh, getting something and getting some yards through that special team? You know, we we really have. I mean, that's one of our. Well, that's probably one of our strengths right now is that we've been able to get the ball inside the tournament when we have to punt, and we get we have been playing a little more field position at times. And you know, if our defense starts kind of getting more consistent, I mean, that field position will be even a bigger part to our game but you know and on our return side I mean we haven't had very many kicks actually kicked far back because Colton has done such a well good job getting the ball and getting up filled so yeah we're that's one of our specialties right now is getting them pinned back or getting the ball getting good field position to start the drive. Axtell coach Will Wagner with us for another minute here let's take a look at the opponent today in uh, Shelton uh, when you trot on the field what's going to give you the worries here this afternoon you know i think the biggest thing they do is they 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 don't do anything wrong i mean you know they they, they've run the same offense for years now and i think it's just one of those things that you know you get at a young age and you start working with the younger kids and you get it by the time they're high school they should be able to really have a really good feel for it and i think you know we got to stay home and do our job and if we stay home and do our job you know we should be able to make some plays, but you know what? If we make one mistake, they're going to find that one mistake on that play. So I think that's where we have to stay home. And Shelton kind of seems a little hard to figure out. Obviously, Jared Muehlbach, uh, many people believe their best player, wasn't able to play at the beginning of the season. Then they get the big win against Elm Creek, and then nothing went right last week against Blue Hill. Was it hard to scout and prepare for this team? Yeah, yeah I, you can, I guess you can look at it like that, but I guess at the same time we look at it as, you know, Right now, they you know this is one team that over the last few years has given us the biggest fits, and it's because they they do everything right. And you know we know that you know watching the film that against both both games, you know it's one of those things where you can say yeah they made mistakes in the Blue Hill game, but at the same time, you know that you're going to get a better look. Probably you will get a better look on Friday. So that's where we're at, and we know that. And but the nice part is we get some we might be able to pick up some tendencies or where they want to run the ball like that. So. And will you finally get to go back home for the for the last two games, which are obviously big with Elm Creek and Blue Hill? But a quirky afternoon game uh, does that bother you? Do you have to do things different? I mean, this is usually when you're heading to practice anyway. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, we're we actually this week we actually changed it up a little bit. We actually went this morning for um, practice. So we give the guys a little more rest, get their bodies a little more time to rest because you know we talked about it and we thought you know a little more rest this week before game day would probably be a good idea with that 3.30 and getting their minds a little bit more fresher in the morning. So that's how we went. And um, other than that, we really haven't changed anything we're doing. So, Well, it looks like it should be a fun football game this afternoon. Coach, I appreciate the time, and uh, best of luck to you and the Wildcats. No problem. Thank you. That's Axtell Coach Will Wagner joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll be back and talk with Coach Mike Lowe of Shelton as they get ready for homecoming right after this on Classic Hits. Insure your home, auto, life, and business with us through Auto Owners Insurance. When you need an insurance agency that you can trust, call RAI of Nebraska in Ravana. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just an insurance agent, your friend. They will provide low-cost quality protection and claim service that is second to none. Best of luck to all the area athletes from RAI of Nebraska with a location near you. 
Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. Join now the new Tech Seed pregame show by the head football coach of the Shelton Bulldogs and Mike Lowe. And uh, coach, uh, it's been a roller coaster season. It's an afternoon game. It's homecoming. I know all you want to worry about is trying to get another win on the board, though. What's what's homecoming week been like? Uh, it's kind of just been another week. Uh, we go out there. We prepare just the same. Uh, Hopefully the 3.30 game doesn't throw our kids off a whole lot. We kind of treat it like uh, practice. We go out there at 3.30 every day uh, anyway for practice, and hopefully we can just go out there and and get after it and all the distractions kind of get set aside for a couple hours. Well, as we talked about uh, with Coach Wagner, this district is no gimme, and then you both had Amherst as a non-district game, so you guys have definitely been tested. You've been a little bit more banged up, uh, as we know. Jared Muehlbach, his pictures in Huskerland prep, uh, he was going to be the face of this program, and you didn't have him uh, right off the right off the start of this season. Did that affect what you did, or did you just move a kid or two, and, and now that he's back, has that changed things? Um. Yeah, we definitely just kind of moved some kids around, but uh, we had to get some. So some guys were out of position. We had some uh, kind of new faces. We had a, a cross country guy in Dalton Couts. Uh, he was a senior, but this is his first year playing football. Uh, he was on the field, and like I said, we had to move some guys that were normally tight ends or linemen, uh, things like that. And they had to move around and and find a new position with him out because uh, we're not a real deep team to begin with. We generally only play nine, maybe ten guys on a given night. And so when one of those nine or ten is out, it it really requires us to shift a lot around. And him being back does help out. Everybody's kind of more in their uh, regular position, what they're comfortable with. And, well, one guy shouldn't make that much different, but in eight-man football, everybody can kind of play where they're supposed to be playing and things like that. So it has helped out a, a ton so far. Uh, your quarterback in Evan Clark is your leading uh, rusher as far as attempts and, and yardage. Did he have to do that because Jared was out, and do you expect that, and has that changed since he's coming back? Um, he probably uh, maybe won't get as many carries, but uh, with uh, Jared being out, we kind of had three guys getting the bulk of the carries, and uh, Jared's first game back against uh, Elm Creek, uh, I wasn't going to throw him and give him 35 carries right off the bat, uh, coming off a uh, broken arm. So uh, I actually uh, was really, really balanced in the Elm Creek game, and I think that really helped us. I think Kevin had like 21 carries, Jose Gomez had 19, and Jared had 18 or something like that, and it was very balanced. And I think that works well for our football team uh, since you don't know where it's coming from. You said you were fortunate with, with Jared out to have some other kids kind of step up and, and be leaders of this ball club, which can always be beneficial uh, when you're fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, yeah, Evan Clark and Jose Gomez, they've kind of been uh, kind of in the background uh, the first three years in, their, in the program. Uh, Jose was kind of an up-and-comer for us as a sophomore, but then he dislocated a hip uh, in one of our football games, and that kind of sidelined him for a while. But he's just getting back to 
where I think he's comfortable and full speed. And those guys really hadn't been had to step up as leaders on the varsity football team, and uh, they both did an excellent job so far. They can they lead. They got some more carries, and, and the load was put on them, and and they've done an excellent job of responding for us. As we mentioned, and we're talking with Shelton football coach Mike Lowe here on the New Tech Seed pregame show, it's been vastly up and down. The only close game, uh, win or lose, has been uh, Elm Creek. Uh, is that is that troubling? Uh, is that something that you can fix in practice, uh, or has it been something different every week? Uh, it's really been something different every week for us. Uh, early on, we kind of attributed it to Jared Mulebach not being in there, and we were, like I said, we were shifting some people around. Uh, up and down, and then he came back in that Elm Creek game, and and we looked really, really well for the most part of the game, and we were able to get a win, and we kind of thought that was going to keep rolling forward, but uh, the turnover bug got us against Blue Hill, and we just never even got off the ground. We we fumbled it. We gave them everything easy they could have, and uh, we were just never able to get our wheels going, and uh, eight-man football, if you're not there, it's going to get ugly in a hurry, and and that's what it did, And, and Blue Hill is a very good team, and and they showed us what happens when you don't show up. Well, this week, uh, Axtell, and uh, they're a little bit like you, same boat, same record, a big game to see if there's going to be uh, a lot more after the regular season for both of your squads. And as you have maybe a mule block, they've got a couple kids, Parker Sis and Cody Nickel. What do you see from them? Uh, I see athletes all over the field, and um, I think it's – I don't even know if their record's really indicative of how good of a football team they are. Uh, they, like you said, they're kind of like us. They can look really, really good at times, and then it seems like they take a step back. But uh, they definitely have the athletes and, and the horses to, to make it all go. Uh, when we look at game film on them, it's all eight positions. It seems like there's an athlete. There's nobody we can uh, single out or anybody that is a weak point for them. Uh, their offense clicks really well. They, they fly to the ball on defense, and it's definitely going to be a big challenge for us. And Mike, what about the, what about the line? When we talk in the eight man, sometimes if uh, you can get to the outside with speed, you're really really good. Uh, we see what Axtell has up on their line. They got some big cats. So what about your linemen? Um, we've got a couple uh, two year starters and Seseda um, and Rosh, and they're kind of coming into their own. They. Uh, they maybe started off a little slower than we wanted them to this season. We kind of had really high expectations. They had a full season of starting uh, last year for us, and they're both just juniors. But we thought, uh, you know, we set the bar really, really high for them, and they're just coming around for us now. And and they're they're big kids. Uh, Rosh is 215 pounds, and Seseda is 200, and he won't tell me the second number on that, but <laughs> it's, it's got to be upwards uh, in the 70s, I'm saying. He tells me it's 15, and I tell him there's no way. So uh, <laughs> um, he he can push people around and, and get after it, and they're both uh, quick on their feet. And our center, uh, he's, he's a little uh, unseasoned, I guess you would say. He didn't really play much uh, – as a junior or sophomore, anything like that, and he's he's getting it right now. And uh, we're just asking him to get better each week, and that's what he's doing. He's he's working his butt off, and he's trying, and and that's what we need out of him. And uh, hopefully, we're getting into the kind of meat of our schedule here, and he's going to step up for us. And our three guys across the line can can push some people. All righty, Mike, let's see if both teams can play that good style of football this afternoon. And uh, we always appreciate the time. Best of luck to you and Shelton. 
All right. Thank you, Doug. Uh, Shelton Bulldog head football coach Mike Lowe here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll be back and give you the starting lineups as we get ready for kickoff between Shelton and Axtell right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Larry's Market in Shelton provides you with fresh foods right in your own hometown. Check out the fresh produce and meats. With weekly specials, you will save even more by shopping local. Don't forget, Larry's has movie rentals, party supplies, such as balloons, deli trays, and deli sandwiches. Everything you need in Shelton. Why shop anywhere but Larry's Market in Shelton? Best of luck, Bulldogs. Miller Body Shop in Minden is your collision specialist. They offer paintless dent repair, great for hail dance or door dings, auto glass replacement, a Unicure spray baking boot that simulates factory paint for a quicker dry time and better quality finish. Miller Body Shop in Minden provides all the best products and trained professionals to get your vehicle back on the road and looking as good as it did before. Miller Body Shop is a proud supporter of high school sports. New Tech Seed pregame show continues here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Want to let you know that Royals baseball is currently on the breeze, 94.5. Houston, a 1-0 lead at the end of the first over Kansas City. And then we'll follow that up on the breeze with Tri-City Storm Hockey tonight. And as we said, football throughout the rest of the day. Here on Classic Hits, Shelton Axtell ready to kick it off here in about seven, eight minutes. That'll be followed by Arcadia Loop City at Gibbon, and also tonight, Kearney Catholic, Grand Island Central Catholic on ESPN 1460, and Adams Central takes on Hastings High on 1230 KHS games are on PlatteRiverPreps.com. Let's take a look at our starting lineups, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll look at the offensive starters. First off for Axtell at center, number 53, senior Ben Peterson. The guards are number 22, senior Austin Fischel, and number 51, sophomore Austin Skaggs. The ends for the Wildcats are number 12, senior Colton Maxwell, and number 24, senior August Fischel. In the backfield, the fullback, number 34, sophomore Jared Klein. Eyeback, number 28, senior Cody Nickel, and the quarterback for Axtell uh, getting a, another start. Uh, he's been in that backfield for three years, the senior Parker Sis. The head coach of the Wildcats is Will Wagner, assisted by Eric Miller and Dean Marsh. Two and three on the season for Axtell. Their wins coming against Dundee County Stratton on opening night and last week against Franklin. Their losses to Amherst and then back-to-back on the road to Ansley Litchfield in overtime and to Arapaho by six. For Shelton, the center is number 63, senior Marcus Toffelmeyer. The guards are number 15, junior Kyle Roche, and number 66, Junior, and also Junior, Junior Saucedo. He's a junior in high school. His first name is Junior, so Junior Saucedo. They'll rotate the ends through. They've got the three of them that they'll rotate. Number 22 is a senior, Elmer Montanez. Number 28 is a senior, Dalton Warren. And number 32 is the sophomore, uh, Dan Romero. In the backfield, the fullback is number 36, senior Jose Gomez. The eyeback, number 24, senior Jared Muehlbach. And the quarterback, number 7, senior Evan Clark. The head coach of the Shelton Bulldogs is Mike Lowe, assisted by Ed Lowe, Joel Ferguson, and Jeff Pohl. Shelton also 2-3 and three on the season with their wins over Harvard and Elm Creek. Their losses to Amherst, Ansley Litchfield, and Blue Hill. Those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And we'll be back with more of the new Taxi pregame show in a moment. There is supposed to be water in the stock tank, not all around it. You need to replace your stock tank. Head to Statler Implement and get a new Hastings stock tank and replace that old worn out one. 
Statler Implement also specializes in electrical motor sales and service. Statler Implement has everything you need to keep the job running smooth. Go see Carlo and the gang at Statler Implement on East Highway 6 in Minden. You'll be satisfied with the service you'll get. Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company of Axtell is a proud supporter of high school sports. See Scandinavian Mutual today to see how they can get you the best rates for property and personal liability insurance. They have been providing insurance solutions to their customers in South Central Nebraska since 1885. They are now also writing auto insurance policies through AAA. Contact the professionals at Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company in Axtell today. Toll free at 800-874-9443. That's 800-874-9443. 9443. Welcome back to the new Tank Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Afternoon game here today. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you as we get ready to take a look at our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And Brandon Shelton, really, with the addition of Mulebach, is back to as healthy as they've really been all season. And Axtell, they keep their fingers crossed. Things have been pretty good. You get this point in the season, Coaches always say, well, we got some bumps and bruises, but nothing that's going to keep us out of the game. And uh, for the most part, uh, these teams uh, healthy and ready to go. That's a good thing because they do have a lot of upperclassmen on both squads. I talked to head coach Will Wagner for the Axtell Wildcats a little bit before the game, and he talked about how you know they haven't had anybody out with injuries, but this is as healthy as the team has been all year. All those little nicks and scrapes and bumps and bruises that a team is going to have now five games complete, this game being number six in your schedule you're going to have some guys that are banged up with little nagging injuries. Said the team is as healthy as he's seen them this deep into the year. Well, that is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Hopefully we don't have to talk about injuries throughout the game, but if we do, they can take care of you at Family Physical Therapy. It's a beautiful afternoon. How about your weather report, Brandon? Always nice when you can come in in the middle of an afternoon and have a great uh, opportunity to play football right here. Um, actual forecast right now is 65 degrees. Uh, we're going to have a, a slight wind uh, out of the west-northwest at about four miles an hour. But we've heard before, and it didn't exactly or not one one team can exert its will against the other. Can Shelton focus on this game, whether or not Shelton can maintain its focus? It's homecoming week. It's a 3.30 kickoff. We know that Axtell countered that, and you heard Coach Wagner talk about it in his pregame interview about how they had a uh, practice yesterday morning to maintain that same time between the last practice and the game, whether or not Shelton can pause for our national anthem. Let's take a break. We'll have more of that report when we come back. LaserTech has been putting the serve back in service for over 17 years. LaserTech can help you with all your printer needs, new and reconditioned units, multifunction units, and fax machines, or cartridges and accessories for an existing printer. LaserTech technicians are dispatched quickly, utilizing the latest technology, giving you same-day, next-day service. With LaserTech, trouble-free solutions are only a phone call away. Know how to find the right solution for your business. The solution is how LaserTech is helping businesses, doing what can be done every day. Hi, this is Ron Wall with Cargill Ag Horizons Marketing Services, better known as CAMS. As a personal marketing manager, I bring Cargill's global knowledge to your home or office by delivering unique insights that can benefit your operation. 
When you work with CAMS, you have expert marketers working for you so that you can concentrate on the business of farming. To learn more about how our disciplined approach to risk management can benefit your operation, call me at 402-710-1200. Cargill, helping farmers prosper. October is Campus Visit Month at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. It's the best time of year to explore our beautiful campus and see how UNK can make a difference for you. You'll tour academic buildings, residence halls, the wellness center, and more. You'll learn about our quality academic programs, scholarship offers, and ways to get involved on campus. You'll get a taste of the UNK difference, an experience you won't soon forget. October is Visit Campus Month at UNK, so go online to visit.unk.edu and book your official tour today. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, or a New Tech Seed dealer near you as we line up for kickoff. Let's get back to the weather report there, Brandon. Whether or not Axtell can play better than their record, they had the big loss to Amherst, a couple of close road losses uh, in overtime last week to Angela, two weeks ago to Angela Litchfield and then also Arapahoe. There is circumstantial evidence that Axtell is better than their 2-3, and three, but can they prove that this afternoon? Also on the same token for the Shelton Bulldogs, can they play better than their 2-3 or three record? So whether or not each of these teams can play a little bit better than the record and get a victory here in the middle of the afternoon. Well, it will be Shelton set to receive. They will move from our left to right with the blue unis, white pants and white trim, silver-gray helmets, and uh, the nice, fairly new uniforms here for Axtell based basically in the purple, white, and black as they will move from right to left and putting it on the tee at the 30-yard line. Parker Sis, kind of the do-everything young man here for Axtell. Ready to get things going. Mulebach, the deep man. It's going to be a line drive kick, and it'll be taken at about the 8-yard line by the up man up to the 10, the 15, and that'll be Montanez to about the 20-yard line. Mulebach and Montanez hustling it up there, and that's where first down and 10 will be set. Again, first down and 10, and we could see a little uh, air out today from uh, Axel. I know that's what some of the Shelton folks think they may see. For Shelton, I don't think we're going to see anything too fancy early on. Mulebach, Mulebach. Mulebach, and then mix it up maybe with one play action. Evan Clark can definitely run the football. And let's see how things go. They're going to line up in that power single wing, and it's going to be a quarterback keeper. Clark off the left side breaks one tackle, but holding on, bringing him down at the 23-yard line is going to be Hunter Stratman. Evan Clark, the ball carrier there, and one of the things that's going to be important for Shelton is Evan Clark is such a great part of their offense. Can they find other help for him throughout the course of the game? Great first down carry. Brings up uh, second down and about seven here, and the Bulldogs are going to need to be able to find somebody else to step up in addition to Clark to help them balance their offense. Now they go with a totally different look at a spread offense. Trips and in motion will be Mulebach. They'll give it to him on the jet sweep from left to right. Turns the corner, has room 30, 35, 40, and he'll be drug out of bounds in Axel territory at the 37-yard line. Nice run on the play, 20 yards. And a first down. That was exactly the help that Shelton needed in this case to be able to get additional help for Evan Clark. And unfortunately, here we've got a player down early. So Mulebach showing his explosiveness on the first carry. And the man that made the tackle is down here at the Shelton bench. And I'm wondering if that might be Sis. Because I do not see him out there defensively, but we can't tell exactly who it is because of the Shelton players. And so a couple of players in, we've got a man down, and they pop him up, and instead it will be uh, Braden Gomez. Gomez, the sophomore, 
And his momentum, I know when he drug Mulebach down by the jersey, he kind of may have landed on that shoulder. And so he's walking off the field gingerly, and they're going to have to replace him. Mulebach is so big and strong as a runner that bringing him down with just one guy was a load, especially for a sophomore, and that's exactly what happened, Doug, is as he rotated, he got Mulebach off his feet, and fortunately when he came off his feet, landed a little hard on the shoulder. Ladybugs love warm, sunny windows. And they love warm, inviting <laughs> broadcasters. It is first out and ten. Mulebach ring white. He'll keep it in Clark's hand. He'll turn the corner. Got to be careful. Hold on to that ball. He'll pick up a yard, maybe two, to the 36-yard line. They're going to do a lot of motion with Mulebach. Sometimes he'll get it. Sometimes Clark will keep it, trying to make those linebackers uh, guess wrong, commit wrong, get their eyes looking in the wrong place. A gain of two. It'll be second down and eight. Clark did a good job there of faking out almost the entire Excel defensive line. Unfortunately for Clark, he did stick that ball out a little bit too far. Makes you nervous whenever you see a quarterback fake the handoff and then stick the ball out there as he's carrying the ball down the field. As they'll come up over the football here, the center, Marcus Toffelmeyer, turn, handoff over the left side. They'll go to the fullback this time, and Jose Gomez, and he'll be wrapped up by Cody Nickel. Short gain inside the 35. They'll give him a little bounce forward to the 32. It's going to be a gain of three, third down and five. That's a great little play there inside for the fullback. That's exactly what you want to see a fullback do, not make anything fancy, no scheming and scamming going on. Just straight ahead running there for the fullback. Makes it third and manageable here for the Bulldogs. So we'll see what Shelton does here on the opening drive of the football game. A little longer in the huddle. That always makes me think pass. It just does. No matter what the situation is, something different. They'll go slot right this time with Mulebach. Ball on the left hash, and they'll give it to him on a little inside trap. He's hitting the backfield, spinning but goes nowhere. The first man to get him is Cody Nickel. They'll get him behind the line of scrimmage, and it'll bring up fourth down and long, a loss of maybe a yard, fourth and six. The key to any defense is recognizing the flow of the offense at the point of attack, and in this case, it was Mulebach all the way. You could see the Axtell linebackers pointing at each other and pointing out Mulebach as that play was developing. They knew where the play was going to go, dropping for a one-yard loss. So Mulebach will go back to uh, punt it. Colton Maxwell waits at about his eight. Mulebach on a rugby-style kick, and he'll punch it out here, trying to get it inside the 15. It'll be taken out of the air at the nine, up to the 10, the 15, the 20, and then crunched at the 24-yard line. Maxwell, Mulebach, and Clark had to come up and combine on the tackle. We've got another man down in the middle of the football field. That looked like that was going to get away from Maxwell. Uh, I thought he had that punt angled a little bit more towards the sideline, but Maxwell does a good job of catching that baby out of the air. Good return that time of about 13 yards. Did a good job of catching it on the fly and then making a move, and then it took two Shelton Bulldogs to be able to bring him down. He was such a big, tall, powerful runner there. He had such forward momentum. He was able to get about another yard even after two guys hit him and brought him down. So about a 25-yard punt. And the return from the 9 out to about the 23 is 14. So they didn't pick up a whole lot. But we've got a man down here. It was away from the punt uh, towards the Axtell sideline. But man down on the field. So we will take a timeout. First possession is in the books. 9-10 to go here in the first quarter. We're scoreless with Axtell at Shelton. 
Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. And it will be Jose Gomez with some help gingerly walking off the field. So we've already seen Braden Gomez come off for Axtell. And now over to the bench to take a look at Jose Gomez here. And I don't know if he's shaky in the noggin or what the story is, but Sis ready to go to work here on the first pass play of the game is going to be out here and into the hands of Colton Maxwell, complete to the 35-yard line, a gain of 12, and a first down on the first play of the contest for Axtell. And unfortunately for the Bulldogs, that's a big loss for them. Jose Gomez is their leading tackler, 20 tackles, 18 solo, 8.5 tackles for loss. So that's going to be a big hole in the Bulldog defense. One of the guys that stepped up in Muehlbach's absence, according to Coach Lowe. And they want to run it fast. It's going to be a turn on a handoff to Nickel. And they brought him down by the head, but didn't really grab the face mask. So there wasn't a flag in there. Usually you'll see that as he runs it right into the middle of the line. Muehlbach on the stop. A gain of a couple. We'll call it second down and eight. This is what Axtell wants to do is establish themselves. You heard Coach Wagner talk in pregame and even in the offseason about how this is the largest offensive line that they've really ever had that anybody can remember at Axtell. That's what Axtell wants to do is establish that offensive line. Quarterbacks in the shotgun, and he's got the offset eye to his left, and they'll give it to the second man through again. Nickel bounces outside, gets to midfield, works towards the first down marker inside the 35 as Shelton to the 34. It's going to be very, very close. Exactly what Axtell wants to do is run the ball, run the ball, and run the ball. I talked to Coach Wagner right before the game on the field during their pregame warm-up and asked him what the mood on the bus was like on the way over, and he said it was business as usual. This is exactly what Axtell wants to do. In their first three or four offensive plays, they're establishing themselves, running behind that offensive line, doing what they want to do in their game plan. Gain of eight, good enough for the first down just inside the Shelton 35-yard line. Stay in that eye formation. Sis back to pass. Has time. Sets his feet. Throws it out here, and it's in and out of the hands of Colton Maxwell. Well defended by Evan Clark. Pressure was coming in there, but Cody uh, Nickel was able to make the key block to allow Sis time to throw the football, second and ten. You're not going to find very many players in this conference, or excuse me, in this district, um, as big and strong as fast as Colton Maxwell, but in that case, Evan Clark did a great job on defense. He was able to knock that ball away because he's almost Maxwell's size and used that to his advantage. Now they're going to set up in a power eye formation, go with a toss sweep, trying to get to the outside. Nicholas up, headed to the backfield, and it's Jared Mulebach, man on man there. And they get up, shake hands, say nice play, and a loss on the play. Back to the original line of scrimmage on this set of downs. It'll be third and ten. Doug, in that case, when the quarterback turned and tossed the ball, he had blockers out in front, but the problem is his mule block was just too fast. He actually beat his blocker into the offensive backfield and was able to drop him for a loss. Third down and 10 here. Axtell's going to have to do some things in their offense they don't really want to have to do, and that's throw the ball. Got a pretty good mark there, Axtell did, so it's third down and 10, incomplete pass. They say he didn't really lose anything. Pitch play outside, nickel right side. He's got to cut it back against the green, makes a man miss. Inside the 30, gets to the 25-yard line, just short of the 25. He'll be short of the first down, fourth and about four, maybe five. Four, we'll say, on a six-yard run. He really was wrapped up there after about a two-yard game, but then, as you heard the public addresser, public address announcer make, uh, made a great spin move and was able to get himself an extra couple of yards. 
So Axtell will line up to go forward. Of course, you're going to see a lot more fourth down attempts on the 80-yard field. They'll go back to that pistol formation with the two backs offset. Fourth down and four at the 26. Sis back to pass, looking to go underneath. Wide open, Maxwell complete. 15, gets to the 10, and it'll be shoved out of bounds at the five-yard line by Dalton Couts. And first and goal coming up. After the play that takes them from the 26 down to the 5, 21 yards and a third first down, and that will take us into the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find a newer used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, second and 42nd, Kearney's hometown, Ford Store. Axtell looking to score on their opening possession. Back under center out of the power eye. Toss sweep right side. Nickel looking to follow his blocks. Lowers his shoulder. Gets inside the five to the two. And it looks like he'll be just short of the goal line. Second in goal at the one. Good patient running there by Cody Nickel. He waited for the blocks to develop. Sometimes it's a bad thing if a play takes too long. And in this case, it was a great thing to allow those blockers to get out front. Allow that hole to develop and materialize. And then Nickel was able to hit it hard. Got it down about the one-yard line. Midway through the first, scoreless. Axtell about ready to change that second and goal at the one. Quarterback sneak and into the end zone for the touchdown, Parker Sis. So a nice drive, a little punt return by Maxwell. Got it started, a couple of nice passes, a couple of nice runs, and it's 6-0 Axtell. Exactly what Axtell wanted to be able to do with their opening drive is to take it. It took about three minutes off the clock there to be able to move the ball down the field and use their offensive line. And in that case, you had the center and the two guards move. Everybody else stayed put, ran them into the end zone. They will line up to go 4-2 here. Back to the I formation. Nickel tries the left side. He gets upended and will not get in there for the two-point conversion again. It's Jared Muehlbach. So a nice march down the field. A little 51-yard drive. Capped by the one-yard quarterback sneak. And with 5.49 to go here in the first quarter, your five points bank touchdown scored by Parker Sis from a yard out. It's Axtell 6. Shelton nothing. Headley Drug in Minden is your hometown Health Mart pharmacy carrying Mueller Sporting Goods and Hallmark. You can also find diabetic supplies including shoes, durable medical equipment like walkers, wheelchairs, lifts, and bath aids. When you fill your prescriptions and shop at Pedley Drug, you see your neighbors and friends helping you like Jeff, Tammy, and Michaela. Pedley Drug accepts most insurance and Medicare. Best of luck, athletes. Where else can you get so much great food for such an affordable price? Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge in sunny downtown Gibbon. For years, they've prided themselves in being more bang for the buck and making homemade food fresh right there. Like their famous prime rib dinners or their huge jumbo ham-breaded shrimp. What about the freshest salad and fruit bars around? Make the drive to sunny downtown Gibbon and be a part of great family food and tradition. Tyson Marsh puts the ball on the tee, ready to boot it away here for Axtell. 6-0, 5.49 to go here in the first quarter of play. Marsh punches it into the air, but it's returnable. Taken out of the air by Muehlbach at the 3 on the left hash. He wants to bring it to the return right, 10 15, not a lot of hard running. He was setting up his blocks, and it just didn't develop for him. He'll be brought down at the 15, and that's where Axtell will be making the tackle, and Shelton We'll have it first down and 10. As you said, Doug, a little bit of hesitancy there on Muehlbach's part. Don't know if that was if he was a little hesitant coming back from the injury now in his second game or just waiting for those blocks to develop. But he's so fast, he's so powerful, you would like to see him take the ball and really go upfield fast and see what he can do. going to be important for Shelton to 
answer right back, do some positive here, because you can see that Axtell scores points, but they also give up points, as we talked about with Coach Wagner. And sending in the play here is Coach Lowe with Evan Clark, because last week it got away from them early, and it got ugly against Blue Hill just a week after playing their finest football game of the year against Elm Creek. And even Coach Lowe a little... um, confused as to why it's been such a roller coaster, even with the return of Mulebach. They were late getting the play in, and so Coach Lowe is going to call a timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership, Nebraska Land National Bank. Member FDIC, 539 to go first quarter, Axtell 6, Shelton nothing on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. In the third, Houston 4, Royals 1 here at 6 nothing Axtell. Spread formation, Evan Clark puts Mulebach in motion. High snap, they're going to run a reverse out of this with Dalton Warren from the right to left. He'll turn up and get minimal yardage to the 18-yard line. Axtell's done a good job here on these misdirection plays and the reason Cody Nickel, second down and seven. Give credit there for the Shelton Bulldogs to big number 66, Junior Salceda. He did a great job setting the edge on the backside of that play. He was the only blocker that was out in front. He did a good job of holding up one guy and even making another guy late because he was so he was pushing the defensive lineman so far in the defensive backfield. And out of the huddle again, trying to take advantage of this three-man front, but seven, six guys in the box. They'll turn, hand it to Mulebach, lowers his shoulder, runs over his own man, and gets across the 20 to about the 22. Took two steps and fell forward for about four. It'll be third down and three. That's the Mulebach running that we had hoped to see coming in that we didn't see on that kickoff return. He got the ball. He took one step and went directly up the field. As you said, Doug ran over his own man, but still was able to get four yards, three of that after contact, because he made a decisive cut was running hard, running fast, running powerfully to get him a third down and manageable here. Everybody checking their armbands for the play. Split out wide to the left will be Romero. Coming out to the right slot will be Montanez on third down and three. Out of the pistol and another timeout. They're too slow getting up to the line of scrimmage. Again, when they're checking their wristbands, usually it's, okay, it's play seven. Okay, and you can see him taking time and the second time out in three plays here for the Bulldogs. Bottom line is if they work, if they get the first down, if they complete the drive, it's all worth it. It's still 6 nothing Axtell with 4.18 to go here in the first quarter. You're listening to High School Football on Classic Hits. This time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. The Aurora Cooperative Grain Team is excited to do all we can to help you have a great fall harvest. Whether it's opening earlier, closing later, offering great prices, harvest policies, or other marketing needs, we want to help you achieve your marketing goals. Be sure to call and visit with anyone on the Aurora Cooperative Grain Team about marketing options for your crop. From all of us at the Aurora Cooperative, we wish you a very safe and successful harvest. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. Out of the timeout, Shelton ready to run it on third and three. Back to pass Clark, trying to set up a screen. It's complete, but it went nowhere as it's read well by Colton Maxwell. And it'll be fourth down 
and maybe even a loss on the play. It'll be fourth down and five. So everybody coming through, and Maxwell held his ground. It was a great screenplay in its design. Unfortunately, it wasn't executed very well because Colt Maxwell was able to, to get off of his blocker by taking a step to his backwards from his defensive end position, shift to the inside, and was able to tackle the runner there for about a one-yard loss. I think what you're seeing is Maxwell's going to be the shadow on Jared Muehlbach, and that's why a play like that may not work today. So they'll punt, low snap. Here comes a little rush, and the ball is off the side of the foot of the punter Muehlbach. It's a little bit of a roll into Axdell territory at the 34-yard line, so it's going to be a 26-yard punt. No return, and that's where Axdell will have it first down and 10, leading 6 to nothing here in quarter number one with 3.33 to go on Shelton's homecoming. Nice, warm, upper 60s. When you dress for 40s, it feels like 80, and vice versa. You know how that goes, but it is a beautiful day. Great afternoon for football. And as we said, you just got to figure, hey, it's like practice. It's like practice right now. These kids would be getting out and going to practice. First down and 10, out of that pistol offset eye. Here's a late toss to the right side, and Nickel will make one man miss, get to midfield, into Shelton territory at the 38-yard line, a gain of eight, second and two. Axtell is beginning to implement its game plan exactly the way it wanted to. Coach Wagner talked about how they wanted to run the ball, get behind that big offensive line that they have. They did a great job of that on their first drive. It was a long drive, three-plus minutes. Now they're, beginning, now they're beginning to do that here on their second drive. Second and short. Again, out of the pistol. This time they'll give it to the fullback, and Jared Klein will crash forward for a first down. Needed two, got three at the 36-yard line. That's great to see Jared Klein get involved this early in the game because, as Coach Wagner talked about in the pregame interview, all the seniors that they have. He has a senior-laden team. There's also a lot of seniors, for that matter, on the Bulldogs' side, too, but Axtell's got a lot of seniors. Nice to see a sophomore there, Jared Klein, get the carry for the first down. Parker Sis moving his team with great, great movement, uh, getting things done, being very fluid, takes the snap, hands it off to Nickel, runs into the pile, falls forward for a couple to the 34. That is probably the sixth or seventh straight run that Axtell has executed to the right side of their line. They've passed it a couple of times to the left side, but in this case they are running behind the right guard and the center there and moving Shelton off the ball on the left side of the Shelton defensive line. Second down, we'll call it a long eight here. This time they go under center back to the I formation. Turn, hand it, nickel, off right guard, lowers his shoulder inside the 30, crashes forward to the 27-yard line, going to be just short of the first down. It'll be third and about a yard and a half. Good zone blocking there for the Wildcats because they were able to get to their areas before Shelton was able to get to their areas. And in that case, even though Shelton had seven of their eight guys in the box, the Wildcats were able to get to their block sooner and was able to put it third and one. The line play on that right side right now for Axtell, getting it done on third and one at the 26-yard line of Shelton. Shelton looks like they want to bring some pressure. Toss sweep left side. Nickel makes a man miss that he's going to be drugged down from behind by Romero, but it's too late for the first down yardage, enough to move the chains again inside the 25 to the 23, again a three. And right on cue there, Doug, that was the first time we've seen Axtell run to the left side of their line, and it was a great run for him because everybody was expecting it to run to their right. They were able to catch them in a little bit of an over-pursuit. Got about a three-yard gain there. Good for the first down. Mulebach got nickel in the backfield one time, and a couple of other times he's been able to just kind of stand and let somebody run right by him. 
First and 10 at the 23-yard line, already up 6-0, back to pass. Sis has some pressure, throws it out here in the right flat, and it is caught by Maxwell inside the 10 and pushed out of bounds near the 7. What a throw. It was well defended, double coverage, and still gets it in there for 16 yards, and we're into the Platte Valley Auto Zone of Carney Red Zone. Doug, you got to feel bad for the defender in that case for the Bulldogs, number seven, Evan Clark. He had excellent coverage, and in fact, after Maxwell had caught the ball, Clark laid on the ground for an extra second as if to say, man, I did everything I could, and he did. He had great coverage. Maxwell's just a little bit taller and made the catch. First and goal at the seven, Axtell on the move again. Now the I formation, they give it to Nickel left side. Nickel lowers his shoulder, reaches for the goal line, and he's in. Touchdown, Cody Nickel. A seven-yard touchdown run to make it 12 nothing. Big, strong, straight-ahead running there for Cody Nickel. He did everything that you would coach a young man to do. Got the ball, made one cut, ran straight up the field, lowered his shoulder, had contact, and was able to barrel over the defender for the touchdown. Now the two-point conversion try on another drive that went about 46 yards. So a 57 and a 46-yard drive here for Axtell. Under center in the power eye, double end formation. They're going to throw, looking for the tight end. Has time, throws across, and it's going to be picked off, but there's nothing you can do with it. Evan Clark makes the nice defensive play, trying to get it to Colton Maxwell. So two touchdowns, but 0 for 2 on their two-point conversions with 1.21 to go here in the first quarter of play. A seven-yard run by Cody Nickel, and your five-points bank touchdown makes it Axtell 12 and Shelton nothing on Classic Hits. First Bank and Trust in Minden. Relationship banking is what they do. First Bank and Trust is a leader in online banking with online bill pay and 24-hour banking at your fingertips. Stop in and talk to the professionals about your business, personal, and ag banking needs. All the small town touch with everything you need from a bank. Keeping up with technology to make your banking easier. Minden's First Bank and Trust. What you'd expect from a friend. Member FDIC. Good luck, athletes. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Boom kick this time by Axtell is going to be picked up by the up man here for Shelton at the 18-20-25. Room down the right side. 30-35 and drug down at the 37-yard line is Elmer Montanez and Shelton has their best starting field position. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here on Classic Hits, KKPR-FM, Carney, Axtell, Shelton, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. So maybe that'll put a little spark here for the Bulldogs who have just one first down compared to eight for Axtell in the first quarter. Interesting strategy there for the Axtell Wildcats because sometimes you want to kick it to the up men because you don't think that they're fast enough. And in that case, Montanez was able to get to the outside and only had one man to beat. That one man brought him down to save the touchdown. And we'll be first down and 10, just short of midfield. They'll mark it at the 38. Fake the sweep, run the option. Clark is hit in the backfield and just stretches to get back to the line of scrimmage. First man back there is going to be Austin Fischel. Want to give you an update. It looks like Carney High has battled back in the districts today with two wins, and they're playing a second championship game at Harvey Park. Uh, Carney High beating Lincoln Northeast and then taking care of of Lincoln North Star, one to nothing. No, excuse me, that was uh, in extra innings. 
But it doesn't matter. they got to play one more. So Carney, who lost yesterday, needs one more win today. On second down and 10, quarterback draw. Evan Clark breaks one tackle, gets into the Axtell side of the field, short of the 35, 37-yard line, gain of about five, half of what they need, third and five. Good sure tackle there for Colton Maxwell for the Wildcats because he had outside contain and brought it from the inside, so he was able to make sure that he didn't get any further than that. And it doesn't look like they will have to run another play here, and Coach Mike Lowe on the sideline acting like he doesn't want to run another play here. It'll be third down and about four and a half yards to go as the first quarter will come to an end here on this homecoming afternoon for Shelton. It's the Axdale Wildcats 12, the Shelton Bulldogs nothing. We head to the second quarter right after this. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Kearney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Kearney. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Keeping you up to date as well in the Major League Playoffs. Bottom of the 13th, Rangers and Jays 4-4. And we go to the top of the 4th, Houston 4, Royals 2. Friday afternoon football, Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here at Shelton. And Shelton will face a 3rd and 5 on the first play here of quarter number 2, trailing 12-0 to Axtell. Again, man in motion. They'll run option with Muehlbach. Late pitch to Jared, but he's going to be able to get the first down. Brought down at the 31-yard line. Clark really wanted to run the football, but it was well covered, and the tackle is made by Evan Bertrand. And again, a six will move the chains. Jared Muehlbach now four carries, 29 yards in the football game. For Axtell, Cody Nickel has 10 carries for 46 yards. That was a big third down conversion for Shelton because, as you said, that was the first play of the second quarter. It was third down. They really needed to be able to start to build some momentum. First quarter didn't go their way. They're down 12-0. If Shelton can use this conversion and build some momentum, they can do great things here in the second quarter. Clark from under center takes the snap, wants to throw deep over the middle, and it is incomplete looking for Daniel Romero on a deep post. You had posts on both sides there, Doug. You had the receiver on the right side running an inside post, receiver on the left side running an inside post. What that did is that allowed those two receivers to bring with them three defenders. So you had five men in the area, and the receivers almost ran into each other, but it also allowed more defenders to roll that way. Incomplete pass brings up second down here. And Shelton over the yardage. They're one for two through the air for negative one. A little screen play that got tackled behind the line of scrimmage. They'll stay in a passing formation here on second down and 10. Fake the handoff. Time to throw. Deep over the middle. Got a man. It's complete at the 10, the 5, and Dalton Counts is into the end zone for a Shelton touchdown. 30 yards here on homecoming. 
That was a great, nice, tight spiral by the quarterback. Right before the game for the Shelton coaches, they were telling their quarterbacks, don't give them a chance to get underneath it. Keep the ball low. That's exactly what Clark did there, and he was able to keep the ball low enough for the defender, wasn't able to get to it in time. His receiver was. Touchdown for the Bulldogs. Touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank in Kearney, the better bank. And they'll line up to go for two as well. Spread formation here in the first minute of quarter number two. And it's going to be a pitch play to Muehlbach, and he'll run over Nickel and get into the end zone for the two-point conversion. So with 11.21 to go here in quarter number two, Shelton's on the board. Axtell 12, Shelton 8. You're listening to 8-Man Football here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to ClipperPubCo.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to ClipperPubCo.com for daily updates. There's a lot of satisfaction that comes from making things grow. Whether it's a family, a field of grain, or the balance in your savings account. When you make something grow, you can't help but grow a little yourself. As a community ag bank, helping you make things grow is why we're here. Our ag lenders know agriculture, and they're local. Stop by and see us. Let's talk. Minden Exchange Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, equal housing lender. And Jared Milbach ready to boot it away here for the Shelton Bulldogs. All the touchdowns coming to our left. And a pooch kick that is going to be fielded about the 28-yard line. Then the ball is fumbled, and Axtell is able to fall on it. It was Adam Lundeen who normally wouldn't be carrying the ball. And I don't know if he hit the if it actually hit the ground causing the fumble because he only took two steps and kind of went down, and then the ball fell out. But nonetheless, it'll be Axtell football, and they'll have good field position at their own 31. Doug, we mentioned that on the last kickoff that we had about the strategy. Sometimes it backfires on you. And in that case, it almost worked out perfectly for the Bulldogs. They almost got the ball in turnover. So out of the shotgun will be Sis. Pitch right side looking to get outside his nickel. Avoids one man. Gets across the 35 to the 36. He'll be upended there. Coming over from the line is going to be Junior Sacito to make the tackle. And you're looking at some of the injuries. And uh, it looks like it may be the end of the day for Gomez for Shelton. It is, and uh, he's sitting here on the bench here on the near side of the field with a bag of ice on top of his left foot, almost as if he's uh, got a broken foot or at least a, a high spring there. And in that case, he's leaning back, clearly not having a good time there. No, he's not. Hand off to Nickel again, hitting the backfield, and he dropped behind the line of scrimmage. Muehlbach and Kyle Rausch back there at the 34-yard line. A uh, loss of one, and we'll call it third down and six. Cody Nickel is so big as a runner. He's 5'11", 215, and, and that was 215 in the preseason. He's playing like he's about 230 now, and he's so big and powerful as a runner. But in that case, the Bulldogs were able to get outside contain and hem him in a little bit, be able to bring him down before he could get up to speed. Axtell 12, Shelton 8, 10-10 to go here in the second quarter. And we have whistles, and I think Axtell wants to burn a timeout. It'll be their first of the game, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. 
eight, Axtell. They face a third six at their own 35 when we come back. The Shelton Locker in Shelton is a very proud supporter of the Bulldogs and would like to take the time to wish the athletes and coaches good luck in the game tonight. We know how hard each of you work in and out of the game, and we're so lucky to be part of an encouraging team here in Shelton and love serving such a great community for years. So when you're looking for the freshest meat and the friendliest people, Shelton Locker is the place to go. Shelton Locker says, Go Bulldogs! Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here on Classic Hits and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. First of our doubleheader, given Arcadia Loop City. It's right now, though, Axtell up 12-8. Bases a third and six at their own five-yard line out of the timeout. It's back to pass, has time, throws it out the flat. It's going to be complete to Hunter Stratman, and Stratman is going to be right down at that first down mark. And we never see him bring chains out anymore, and I think it's good enough for a I, I think it's an unwritten rule now. I think the officials have actually just decided that, you know what, instead of bringing it down and getting yelled at for whether the first down is within an inch or not, just make the decision so we don't get the chains out there. And that's going to be a gain of seven on the play and a first down. And now quarterback keeper, naked bootleg left side. Sis gets inside the 30-yard line, and they'll have his knee right there for a gain of eight. Sis made a great move there to fake out the defensive end for the Shelton Bulldogs, and he was able to cut it up. Unfortunately for him, instead of cutting it to the middle and then bouncing to the outside, he stayed in the middle, allowing the interior of the defensive linebacker help for the Shelton Bulldogs to be able to bring him down. He could have had a bigger gain there, but when he turned it back in, he turned it into the teeth of the defense and stopped him after an eight-yard gain. Axtell trying to go three for three. They've scored on their first two possessions. Second and two, back to pass Sis. He'll throw this. A little bird is picked off underneath the route. It's going to be Mulebach at the 30, the 40, 35, and pushed out of bounds at the 30. Mulebach had him covered well the whole way, and the game's first turnover, about a 20-yard return on that pick. Mulebach did a great job of getting his hips squared to the line of scrimmage and was able to turn his shoulders around. Anytime you can get your hips turned around like that, your shoulders are going to come with it. And the ball floated just a little bit more than what Sis would have liked it to. And in that case, that allowed Mulebach to get there and had a nice return. Ball now spotted on the 30-yard line, 29-yard line. Just inside for first down and... Quickly, Shelton could get not only back in the game, but take the lead after falling down 12-0. Quarterback pitch, it's knocked away in the backfield. It could almost be a scoop and score. It's still loose, and it looks like Axtell's going to go ahead and grab it. The big, big paw of Austin Fischel knocked the option pitch out of the air, and he went over and grabbed it, and two turnovers on back-to-back possessions, and so... Axtell catches a break, and they're going to get the ball right back. Doug, I don't know how many times in watching football that I've seen, as soon as one team turns the ball over, the other team will immediately, within a play or three, be able to turn around and get the ball back on a turnover. And unfortunately for Shelton, that's exactly what they had. They had the momentum off the Muehlbach interception, and they turn around and then turn the ball right back over to the Wildcats. 
And so first down and 10 will mark it at the Axtell 37-yard line. Sis back to pass, sending two men deep. Throws it down the left side, and getting turned around is Braden Gomez. Good that he's back in the game, but he never could find the football. Dalton Counts covering him down the Axtell sideline. That was a great little pass to the sideline. Unfortunately, there was a miscommunication there with the receiver because the receiver turned toward the inside. The ball went toward the outside, toward the sideline, and he wasn't able to get his hips turned around to make the catch. So second down now. They went right back to the air after the interception and went back to back here with Sis. See if he can get back into the good graces here. He was three of four in that first quarter for 48 yards. This time they're just going to run it around the right side and we're going to see our first penalty flag of the ball game and that's right in the area of holding. That was exactly in the area of holding because that's exactly what happened, Doug. The, the defensive line for the Bulldogs had that play sniffed out, and the reason there was a hole there is because there was a hold there. And the holding flag right at the line of scrimmage, the 37. So it's going to be a 10-yard penalty here against Axtell and bring up second at about 20. If you have a lot of high-scoring games, sometimes 20 yards to cover isn't a big deal, but it seems like even in the eight-man game, sometimes it's a, it's a tough task. It's real tough in the 11-man game to overcome a holding penalty. Eight-man game, sometimes you've got to do some different things. And especially when that holding call comes behind the line of scrimmage now, they're second in a small neighborhood here. So Sis is going to try and pass it again under some pressure, pulls it down, still rolling, doesn't like anything he sees, so he's going to tuck it up and run. And coming up to make the tackle, Dalton counts after a minimal gain. Good job to keep the play alive that time by Sis. He'll get to the... 32-yard line. We'll call it a gain of about five. So it'll be third down and about 16 yards to go here with the ball at his own 33-yard line and 8.05 to go here in quarter number three. Two. 12-8 the score. Split out wide to the right here for Rankstell will be Braden Gomez. Out of the shotgun again, Sis. Back to pass, looking to set up a screen, and it's incomplete, and there were blue jerseys in the area with Kyle Roush and even the lineman, Sasita. I'd like to see Junior just grab that and head the other way, not for bad news for Axtell, but the big fellow was right in position, and the passing game not working right now for Axtell. It's not too often that you want to tell your receiver to not catch it, but in that case, he was better off not catching it because it would have been a loss of about two if he would have made the reception. So the first punt of the ball game now for Axtell. On 4th and 15, they drop the snap. Here comes some pressure. It's a low kick. They do get it out of there. It'll go out of bounds at about the 25-yard line, 15 and about 8. So it's a 23-yard punt. And for dropping the snap, that's a lot better than it could have been. And you had pressure coming up the middle there for the Bulldogs. So I was surprised it actually didn't get blocked there, Doug, because he had somebody right in his face when the foot hit the ball and the ball elevated. So Axtell, after scoring on their first two possessions, throw a pick and now have to punt. And Shelton has maybe settled some things down here with 7.47 to go in the second quarter. Homecoming on this Friday afternoon for the Bulldogs. It's 12-8 to in favor of Axtell. 
Two short runs to cap drives. A 30-yard touchdown pass for Shelton to counts, and they're in pass formation again. Fake the jet sweep, run the option. Little room for Clark. They get on his back, but not until he gets nine across the 30 to the 32-yard line. Maxwell in on the tackle. Evan Clark, good, hard running there for him. He was one of those we talked about that he was going to get the yards throughout the game. We knew that if Shelton could find other people, Muehlbach and others, to be able to help him. In this case, Muehlbach was the decoy Evan Clark took the pitch um, sorry kept the ball uh, and was able to get the eight yard gain second down and two Montanez now in the backfield Muehlbach in motion from left to right they'll give it to Jared hit in the backfield but they can't bring him down he'll have enough to power through for the first down across the 35 to the 37 yard line a gain of five that was a great misdirection play there for the Shelton Bulldogs and a great job of executing that mix that misdirection play because in that case you had three different guys going in three different directions at once one to the right one to the left one up the middle Muehlbach had the ball was able to get to the edge and get a first down and you look down here now on the Shelton sideline and Jose Gomez, who was hurt in the first series of the game, now jersey off. Parents there, looks like they're going to take him with some uh, crutches and maybe take him away. Hit as he throws is Clark, and Muehlbach makes an outstanding one-handed catch at the 23-yard line, but there's a flag down. This is coming back. The referee saw a holding. Nobody has seen this. The players are all walking to the other end, but unless we've got a hands to the face... Unfortunately for Muehlbach, I think this is going to come back because that was a huddle highlight catch for him. He was able to corral the ball with one hand, tip it back to himself, and be able to make the catch. That was a phenomenal catch for him to make. Unfortunately, everybody is walking back toward the Shelton original line of scrimmage here. Illegal motion is the signal, and that's going to wipe out a great one-handed catch there and move it back to a first down and 15 at the 32-yard line of Shelton. Trailing 12-8. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at the first half stats, talk about some of the games coming up tonight, and give you a preview of what we think we'll see here in the second half. Right now, 12-8. Axtell holding on to the lead with 6.47 to go in quarter number two. Shelton breaks huddle, sends twins to the left, single to the right, staying out of the shotgun here. And Clark back to pass. Pressure coming up the middle, fires a bullet over the middle, and it's going to be picked off out of the air with a one-hand grab as Parker Sis. It looked like Dalton Warren was going to get it, and Sis just went over the top and palmed the football and comes away with the pick at the Axtell 27-yard line. One play after Muehlbach made his huddle highlight. That's exactly what Parker Sis did. That'll make huddle there for sure. Because as you said, Doug, he caught it with one hand, palmed it, brought it in to himself, and was able to get above the receiver and was able to make the interception. So Axtell gets it right back with 6.41 to go here at their own 27. They'll hand it off over the right side. Nickel follows a block, has five, has eight, stood up at the 35, and that's where they'll bring him down, second down and two. Good, smart running there for Cody Nickel because as he got through the line of scrimmage and he got into the linebacker area, he was able to switch the ball from his left hand, which is where he received the ball first, to his right hand. And the reason that's a smart play is because the linebacker that tackled him was coming from his left. Had he not switched the ball from his left hand to his right, likely would have been a fumble there. But he switched the ball, good, smart running there by Nickel, and was able to preserve the ball for the Wildcats. Come up in that eye formation, Sis under center. 
He'll turn, wants to give it to the fullback, has the first down, 40-35, and be brought down there by Dalton Couts. Nice job by Jared Klein. No, excuse me, uh, Hunter Stratman came in at fullback and carried that football. Hunter Stratman's a big young man at 5'10 and 205, so he was able to get straight up the field exactly what you would want a fullback to do. Fullbacks typically aren't going to make too many cuts. They're not going to be too flashy, and that's exactly what Hunter did, moved straight up the field and got the first down. Going to be a 10-yard gain. And on first down, high snap to the quarterback, but Sis is able to gather it in, hand it to Nickel, who will come inside the 30 to the 29-yard line, a gain of five. You can tell how much the Shelton Bulldog defensive line respects Parker Sis because as soon as that snap went high, you had two defensive linemen that immediately ran toward him, expecting the ball to fall on the ground or to cover him because he's so athletic. In that case, he was able to get the ball handed off and was able to go from about a three-yard loss to about a six-yard gain. Axtell looking to get a two-score lead again. It is second down. We'll call it five yards to go at the 29-yard line of Shelton Hard Count. Everybody moves. It looks like this will be an offsides. A lot of that defensive line jumped for Shelton. And we'll see what our side judge tells us. Not very good at the preliminary signal. <laughs> he gets What he does is he gets the uh, whether they want it or not from the sideline. And then he lets us know. So offsides, five yards, and enough for a first down. Extel is back to Extel football because the first two drives of the first quarter, they had their ground game going and used that to set up the pass. That's exactly what they're doing on this drive, and this is being just as successful as those first two. First down and 10. Sis will take the snap, and before we can get going, we've got another flag. And it looks like we'll go backwards. So we've been clean for about the first quarter and a half. Now a little bit of the laundry showing up here on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Illegal procedure. It'll be the second penalty on Axtell. Young men starting to get a little tired here. Conditioning is going to be a factor here because even though both coaches and their pregame interviews talked about how this is going to be like a practice, the bottom line is this is not a practice. The intensity is higher. We're going to be out here for a longer period of time. They're going to have to maintain their focus, again, especially for homecoming uh, here at Shelton, they're going to have to be able to maintain their focus and play a little harder here in the afternoon. First and 15 at the 28 under center. They'll hand it to Stratman, the fullback, and he's not going to get much uh, yard and put it right on the 25-yard line. Great surge there for the interior of the Bulldog defensive line. They were able to blow up that play at the point of attack for a minimal game. Nice crowd on hand this afternoon, witnessing a competitive ball game as we figured it would be. Second down and 13 yards to go with a 12-8 lead here for Axtell. Clock running towards four minutes to go before halftime. Come out of the shotgun here with the two backs behind him. Back to pass this, five-step drop, looking, throws it short underneath. Nice catch made inside the 20. And are they going to call it a pick? They're going to say that it bounced up into the hands of the Shelton Bulldogs, and Clark comes away with the interception. That was a nice play there for the Shelton defensive back because Colton Maxwell had that ball in his hand, and the defender, Evan Clark, was able to pull that ball away from Maxwell. In the process of Maxwell going down, as the ball was coming down, Maxwell had it, and then Clark just ripped it out of his hands. That's a tough one there. I think uh, Shelton's going to be happy there is no replay. About four minutes to go in the first half. Shelton will have it at their own 19-yard line because Maxwell was on the ground sliding when he made that catch. Yes, he was. Mielbach. 
In the backfield, they'll go jet sweep Montanez. Montanez turns the 20, gets to the 22-23 yard line. And a gain of about four on the play. That's the fourth turnover we've had here in the second quarter, two by each team. Second quarter is shaping up to be a completely different animal than what the first quarter was. The first quarter was very clean, no penalties, and Axtell was able to move the ball up and down the field. Here in the second quarter, we've seen a lot of penalties, especially in the last four minutes of game time. We've also seen four turnovers here, so it's just not the same as we saw in the first quarter. Second down and five. Up the middle, Mulebach, big hole, 30, 35, 40. He's into Axtell territory, goes down the left sideline, 30, 20. He'll be brought down inside the 15-yard line by Sis. Any time that you can have an interior run game, that is always a plus for your team. And in this case, Axtell was so spread out. They were increasing their splits on the defensive line. The linebackers were covering the outside edge. And in this case, there was nobody home. So when Mulebach hit the hole, he just ran straight down the field, angled toward the left there at the very end. But through that, there was nobody in the interior of the defense for Axtell, and it showed here for the Bulldogs. A 41-yard gain for Mulebach puts him in the... Flat Valley Auto of Carney Red Zone, first down and 10, and there's movement. Little you can tell they're excitement anxious. there yeah. for Mulebach, ready to repeat that performance again. You could see that they were happy with the play that was called, and they were ready for it to go. They couldn't get up the, couldn't wait longer for the center to move it. If it worked one time, something like that was going to work again. You can see the momentum. You can see the excitement here. There is some alumni here. Uh, for the Shelton Bulldogs, and so everybody was starting to get a little excited. Unfortunately, for the Bulldogs, you have to wait until the snap. Unfortunately, it's a seven-yard penalty, and it'll be a quarterback keeper by Clark, and he's going to be up in and getting around the ankles that time is Cody Nickel, and they'll mark it at the 17-yard line. And you could see the excitement in the body language there of the head coach for the Shelton Bulldogs, Mike Lowe, because he was about one man away from breaking that play wide open and having another long run. Coach Lowe saw that, and after he was tackled, jumped up, clapped his hands, one man, one play away from breaking it wide open. Second down and about 13 yards to go now for Shelton, trailing 12-8. Last couple of minutes here of the first half out of the shotgun. Mulebach will go from left to right. Clark wants to give it to his fullback, and there was just too much happening when the ball was snapped and nowhere to go for Montañez. Montañez brought down after a two-yard game. A couple plays ago, Doug, we talked about how there were three different men going in three different directions at the same time in this case. Shelton actually out-schemed themselves a little bit because they had three guys going in three different directions and they couldn't figure out which way the ball would go. And unfortunately, the ball went straight forward for only a one-yard game. Brings up third and 11 here. This is a big third down for the Bulldogs. Give credit to Skaggs in the middle of all that. At the 16-yard line, one to throw is Clark. He'll throw underneath and well behind counts and really well behind the defensive back. So it's incomplete and fourth down coming up dangerous throw there trying to get it into Couts because he was covered with a defensive back in front of him. The strong safety was above him and the free safety was just off to his right. So the only place that he could throw it was behind him and there was nobody there. Well, it'll bring up a fourth down. Couts has the only touchdown on a 30-yard reception for Shelton. A one-yard quarterback sneak by Sis and a seven-yard run by Nickel are the two touchdowns for Axtell, who could not convert on their two-point conversions, and Shelton did. So with 158 remaining here in the first half, it's Axtell 12 and uh, Shelton 8. Shelton will have it fourth down and 11 at the 16-yard line when we resume play here. The one thing, and, and I don't know if they've got a shadow on Mulebach, but really Counts was the only one in, in the 
frame there, and everybody followed him. Love to see a little wheel route right here. Uh, bring Muehlbach and throw it out to him in the flat and see what he can do, especially if it's one-on-one. Uh, you would have to expect to pass uh, even this deep in Axtell territory. Be tough to run one in from here, but maybe a little screen. Let's find out if they run the same play. Now, they will put out of the backfield in Muehlbach, so he'll be slot left, so it wouldn't be a true wheel. And they're looking to the end zone. Clark over the middle, underthrown, and it's going to be knocked down by the linebacker, Cody Nickel. Once again, they were looking for Dalton Couts at about the five-yard line. They were trying to find everybody and go to their main man again. And again, Doug, that was a really tough throw to make because in order to complete that pass, he would have had to thread the needle. And again, he had a defensive back in front of him he had the free safety over the top and then he had another defender to his right so in order to thread that ball in he would have had to hit it just exactly right and he wasn't quite able to stick it in there they were hoping all of axdell would go into the end zone they tried to set counts down at the five which would have been a first down so taking over on downs will be axdell they'll go with the jet sweep here to brayden gomez he'll turn the corner at the right side 15 20 be pushed out of bounds at the 22 yard line Gain of six, six and a half on the play. Brayden Gomez there did a great job for the Axtell Wildcats because once he got to the edge, he made a hard cut, which allowed him to slip a defender and was able to get another five yards after that cut. So now that brings up second, very manageable here, really opens up the playbook for the Wildcats. Axtell has a minute 46 to go and two timeouts, up 12-8. Shotgun again. And Sis will pitch to Nickel around the wide side, trying to get left 25 and pushed out of bounds to stop the clock, but it is enough for a first down at around the 27-yard line. Good, smart running there. Excellent play call for head coach Will Wagner because, just as you said, Doug, got out of bounds, stopped the clock. Yes, it's going to stop on the first down, but here that allows them an extra couple of seconds here. They've got two timeouts in their back pocket. This allows Axtell to slow down, run the plays they want to run, and not be hurried here late in the second quarter. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Axtell trying to not go blistering speed, but pick up the pace. Wanting to throw, looking for it all. Down the field, double coverage, Maxwell, and it's going to be knocked away. Getting a fingertip on it is Dalton Couch throwing a jump ball down here at the 30-yard line. And it'll be Evan Clark in there with help, second down and 10. Good sportsmanship there by number five, Dalton Cows, because as soon as he was the defender on the play, he turned around and helped the wide receiver back up. So great to see great to see that these guys compete against each other, but then turn around and help each other back up and get reset for the next play. It's been a rough second quarter through the air for Sis. He is one of six with two picks, and the one completion was for seven yards. So they'll toss it out here to Nickel, a penalty flag right where he cuts up, and a short gain up to the 30-yard line. Going to have a holding call here on the outside for the Wildcats. A little bit of frustration. He wasn't able to get to where he wanted to. He wasn't able to beat his man to the spot. So what he did is he used his arms in a way that you can't use your arms. And that's going to bring the holding call here. Well, Shelton would face, uh, it would be third at about seven, or it's going to be second down at about 20. And I assume just take the penalty. Don't. Don't get in your head, hey, we can get the ball back, hey, we can get the ball back, because then if Axtell converts on third and seven, you slap yourself and you say, what were we doing? It's a four-point game right now, and uh, Shelton will have to kick it away to start the second half, but they don't want to give up any more points, make it as tough as they can here on Axtell, move the ball back to the 14-yard line. 
That hold was actually behind the line of scrimmage, so it's second and about 22, and now Axtell will call a timeout to discuss what they want to do right here. We, we've been talking a lot about down, distance, running clock with the college game. Uh, Axtell, if you want to take a shot, fine, but uh, probably the smart thing to do, hand it off twice. If Shelton wants to burn a timeout, fine. You're going to get the ball to start the second half. Don't, don't let Shelton have the ball with more than a minute to go. And we've got 1.26 to go here in the second quarter. Axtell 12, Shelton 8. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. In Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481. Or on the web at andersonbros.com. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and online at platteriverpreps.com. Need to get to the 37. The ball marked back there at about the 14, so we'll call it second and 23 for Axtell. And Sis back to pass, trying to set up the screen. It's done well to Nickel. 20, 25, room to run, 30, 35, 40, runs over a man at midfield, and Dalton Counts will hang on to make the tackle, but they get the first down right there, and now... They're in business, Brandon, a gain of 26 on second and 23. That is just tough luck there for the Shelton Bulldogs for two reasons. One, they're missing one of their best defenders in Jose Gomez, who walked off. The, actually, he's still on the sideline here. He walked off earlier. He's on crutches. But also, they had a line stunt going on and had a blitz going on that left nobody home for the screen. Sis turns, hands a nickel, left side, going to get two, stands up long enough to get four as he dove for two more. Muehlbach credited with the tackle. The clock will run, one timeout remaining for Axtell. Second down, and we'll call it seven, a three-yard gain officially. Axtell's going to need to start moving a little quicker than they would normally like, but again, this leaves their whole playbook wide open. Ball spotted on the 37-yard line. They still have plenty of time and the right yardage to be able to do what they want to do. 50 seconds in running. Sis with a five-step drop. Going to throw it as far as he can out here in the right flat. There was some contact and no chance for the intended receiver, August Fischel, to get to the ball. Coming off the left end, trying to go with maybe a little deep crossing route. Pressure there. Good defense by Shelton. Third down and seven. Good defense there by Muehlbach for Shelton. And the contact came when the receiver made his cut. Muehlbach had good position. The receiver actually initiated the contact when he turned and cut back the other way. Muehlbach was in a place where he's legally allowed to be, and the receiver is the one that initiated the contact. Counts and Clark have done a great job here in the defensive backfield in the second half, second quarter. Here comes a blitz. Trying to set it up, Sis on the rollout. Nickel, great two-hand catch at the 25 and steps out of bounds at the 23-yard line. That's enough for the first down. Great job by just looking it into his hands. Great two-handed catch. That would be a huddle highlight there, not because of the spectacularness of the catch, but because he had his pinky and his thumb together and caught the ball Brought it in, got out of bounds, stopping the clock here. We have 26 seconds, excuse me, 36 seconds remaining in this first half. Axtell trying to find the end zone from the 23. Back to pass, pressure coming, stepping in between the double team. He's going to be sacked, and the clock continues to run. Will they use their final timeout? Yes, they will. Nice job to force the action there, Kyle Rausch. Also in there, is that Tyler Quick? 
number 50. And he is able to almost get back to the line of scrimmage. A one-yard loss that time for Parker Sis, but they are forced to use their final timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 28 seconds to go in the first half. It is Axtell 12, Shelton 8. And a timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with a third down, second down at 11 coming up. But now you have to talk to your kids about if you get tackled in bounds, you got to get up there and spike that football. With the time left, uh, one tackle in bounds probably leaves you with one play. And uh, doesn't mean you can't take just three shots to the end zone right here either and, and see what happens. If it falls incomplete, you've got plenty of time left. But what a difference a quarter makes, Brandon. This Absolutely. first quarter, we moved up and down the field. Sis threw the ball well, three of four, got it downfield. Good this clean one, play, no penalties. Yeah, this one to Nickel was the first one completed more than five yards down the field. And we've had four turnovers and six penalties in this quarter. No turnovers, no penalties in the first. Second down at 11 now for Axtell. We'll call it the Shelton 24-yard line. Sis, quick little slant and throws it behind his intended receiver. Third down at 11. And you know he's looking for... He's got a couple favorite guys out there, Nickel and Maxwell, and that one was behind Nickel. Each of the last four plays here, Doug, where Axtell has been in a likely passing situation, the Shelton Bulldogs have extended their defensive ends beyond the line there for Axtell, and that allows those two defensive ends to come free. Each of the last four or five plays, the quarterback, Sis, has had people in his face because Shelton is getting outside the offensive line for Axtell and was able to get in the quarterback's face. Third and 11 at the 24. Axtell back to pass again with Sis trying to set up the screen. It's going to be complete. Caught at his shoe tips nickel, but he's down in bounds, and they may not get another play off. 17 seconds, seconds and counting. This will be fourth, and Axtell's huddling up, which you just can't do. Now they hustle up to the line of scrimmage. Gain of about eight on the play. This will be the last play, it looks like. They get the snap away. Pressure coming. Sis rolls. Rolls just throws it back against the green. Got a man. Touchdown, Axtell August Fischel. It looked like chaos, but Axtell knew what play they wanted to run, and they get into the end zone for a 17-yard touchdown reception. Sometimes in chaos there is structure, and in that case, Fischel was able to come free because Shelton, even though they were a little bit rattled, they were a little bit more put together than what Axtell was. Axtell looked completely in chaos, but in that case, Sis was able to find Fischel. He was wide open, got him into the end zone for the touchdown. So the two-point conversion to wrap up the first half. They'll give it to Nickel, trying to run right side, and he's not going to get there as Evan Clark shoves him out of bounds. And that is the end of the first half of play, but a big score by Axtell as time expires to make it Axtell 18, Shelton 8, and Axtell will get the ball to start the third quarter, Brandon. And the dangerous thing about that play, it's great when it works, but when you throw it back against the grain, you are trusting that your man's there and if Mulebach or Clark or somebody, I mean, it's easily would have been a pick six. It's either going to be a touchdown, incomplete, or a pick six. And uh, that would have really brought this Shelton crowd to their feet, given them the lead. Instead, they're now down 10. It's not the end of the world. Shelton moved the ball, but with the turnovers uh, on your opponent's side of the field, you've really been shooting yourself in the foot, both teams. But more Shelton in the second quarter. Dangerous play there for the Axtell Wildcats, but again, it worked for them. 
you know, credit them for being able to make a big-time play when you needed to. It's always a good momentum booster to have any kind of positive play right before halftime. And in that case, you got a touchdown. But again, Shelton was able to regroup. And for the third time after three touchdowns for Axtell, the Bulldogs were able to snuff out the two-point conversion and be able to respond and put their defense in a successful position here. So one of the things that the Bulldogs are going to need to do is work on the defense and work on their response because, again, as you said, Doug, they're only down 10. They've got an opportunity to turn things around, but they're going to have to be able to focus here in the halftime and put things together in the second half. Well, we'll take a break and have the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report for you. It is homecoming at Shelton, but the Bulldogs trail right now by a score of 18-8 to to Axtell. We'll take a break and be right back. There is supposed to be water in the stock tank, not all around it. You need to replace your stock tank. Head to Statler Implement and get a new Hastings stock tank and replace that old worn-out one. Statler Implement also specializes in electrical motor sales and service. Statler Implement has everything you need to keep the job running smooth. Go see Carlo and the gang at Statler Implement on East Highway 6 in Minden. You'll be satisfied with the service you'll get. Nebraska weather is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent Popper and Carney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney. And welcome back to Shelton. A big thank you to Athletic Director Ron Blaze and the entire crew here, and of course our many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you this afternoon's Friday afternoon contest between Shelton and Axtell, which the Wildcats lead at the half, 18-8. to eight. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Well, Major League Baseball action going on. We'll talk football for you as well. They are into the 14th inning, and Texas has finally broken through with men on still in the top of the 14th. The Rangers 5, the Blue Jays 4, and on the breeze, 94.5 FM. It looks like uh, Kansas City continues to trail after bottom of the fifth. It looks like Kansas City down four to two with a, a man on and a man out, and that's currently on the breeze. And then that'll be followed by Tri City Storm hockey tonight at seven thirty, an early season battle of unbeaten as they take on Cedar Rapids. Uh, and then tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, when they take on Des Moines. Football this weekend. The Huskers, of course, with Wisconsin tomorrow, 2.30. UNK and Northeastern State Military Appreciation Day. And uh, that'll be going on at 2 at Foster Field. Hastings College will be at Morningside, the third-ranked team in the country, who should be the number-one-ranked team in the country. Uh, for those of you that dislike polls, they were number one, played the multiple national champions in Division Three from Wisconsin-Whitewater, lost by three in the last 30 seconds. And so they said, oh, okay, we'll drop you. I mean, what? What? The people that sometimes vote don't often watch the games in which 
they vote on. They simply look at your record. Oh, you lost. You must have done something wrong. But in that case, anytime you lose to Wisconsin and Whitewater, which is no slouch at all, and so it's just one of those things that the pollsters sometimes don't pay attention to the polls they're voting on. Well, I, I know they have trouble with athletic directors up there at Whitewater, but I mean you've got to you've got to realize how good that football team. Uh, is so anyway that's what Hastings got go tomorrow you can hear it on 1230 KHAS beginning at noon with the pregame kickoff at one o'clock as far as the volleyball Hastings has the weekend off the Huskers will host 24th right Michigan tomorrow and then we will have UNK volleyball the next two nights at the health and sports center big match tonight against number 12 Washburn and then tomorrow Emporia State who's no slouch has a couple of nice conference wins on their resume but uh, Washburn swept the Lopers in a tight match uh, the previous time, and the Lopers' four losses are to top 25 teams. They're 0-4, which is unusual, uh, and uh, they need a win tonight. Unusual for a Rick Squires team, but yet not necessarily unexpected for this year because they're starting three freshmen in their regular rotation. So in this case, credit to Coach Squires and his coaching staff because he's able to put together that kind of a record and be as successful as they've been despite the freshmen and the underclassmen that are contributing for the Lopers. High school football action, of course, uh, not much going on this afternoon outside of our game, but a ton of it going on tonight. And we will be going down the road with our officiating crew in separate vehicles. Uh, Hopefully they will be breaking the speeding limit and and we can follow them. But uh, this game moving along at a nice pace as we will head to Gibbon for the undefeated Buffaloes and the 5-1 Rebels of Arcadia Loop City. They'll play for the district title tonight at 7 o'clock. That follows us here on Classic Hits. Kearney Catholic, Grand Island Central Catholic on ESPN 1460 and Adams Central Hastings on 1230 AM KHAS. You can listen to any of them online at uh, com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. Now elsewhere, Kearney's at Omaha. Brian, this should be the easiest game of the year for Kearney, but you never can say much, but Omaha Bryan really struggling this year. So Kearney is there. Grand Island welcomes in a tough Millard South team. Uh, York will have Northwest. St. Cecilia is at Superior as far as the Tri-City teams. A couple other games to note from this district. It's the Elm Creek Blue Hill game. That's the one we did last year at this time and was uh, the heartbreaker. Elm Creek lost by uh, turning it over at their own one-yard line after making a miraculous play to get there, and it really helped turn Blue Hill's season around. And then we saw how well they did uh, losing in the quarters and the semis, those two teams, to eventual state champion Hemingford playing them closer than anybody. So that game is tonight. Then Holdridge and Central City uh, could be for the district championship tonight, especially if Holdridge wins. It would uh, give them a big – or Central City wins, excuse me, because then that would give them wins over Kearney Catholic and Holdridge. The Stars and Holdridge play the last night of the year. So that's another big game uh, tonight in the listening area. The Omaha Bryan. Did, did you, did you want to weigh in? You look like you had a thought, Brandon. I did a little bit because the Omaha Bryan game is, is going to be important for Carney High because they've got that three-and-a-half-hour drive to get to Bryan. And one of the things the Bearcats can't do is not focus on this game and instead focus on their game next week versus Millard West because Millard West is going to be coming to Kearney next week. But 
The important thing to remember is that's next week. Carney has to go to Omaha Bryan. They have to make the trip there. And yes, Omaha Bryan has struggled last year. They're struggling this year. They can't, the Bearcats can't overlook Omaha Bryan. They've got to play the game in front of them. Should they be able to do that? Yes. But this has all the makings of a trap game for the Bearcats because they can't be looking to the number one team in the state next week. They've got to be able to face and focus on Omaha Bryan this week. One of the things we can talk about, Doug, is the aspects that we looked at before the game, the weather report, whether or not these teams can impose their will against the other. And one of the things that we brought up uh, before the game, Doug, is whether or not Shelton can focus on this game. It's homecoming week, which the students like, a lot of the teachers like, the administrators are so-so, but the head coach and the assistant coaches many times, Doug, don't like homecoming week because it distracts the players from the game at hand. That, coupled with the fact that this is an afternoon game, not the traditional night game, there's all kinds of aspects for Shelton to lose focus. Over the course of this game, they haven't really had focus issues, but they have had shoot-themselves-in-the-foot issues. They've had a couple of turnovers, another opportunity for a couple of more turnovers. They just haven't been able to capitalize on the opportunities in front of them, and they've shot themselves in the foot. A couple of other things we looked at, Doug, was whether or not Shelton can find help for Evan Clark. Jared Muehlbach did a great job especially early in the second quarter of establishing the run game on the outside, had a nice interception and a good return there. But in both of those cases, Shelton wasn't able to capitalize on those. Again, shooting themselves in the foot, so it's not so much a focus issue. It's a complete the drive and make sure that you can get points issue. The other thing we looked at is whether or not Axtell can play better than their record. They had the big losses to Amherst, which everybody's losing to Amherst right now. They also had the loss to Angela Litchfield in overtime and the loss to Arapahoe, both by six points. Axtell right now is playing better than their 2-3 and three record, and that's showing on the scoreboard leading by 10 here at halftime. We will take a break and look at the first half numbers on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report with your score, Axtell 18 and Shelton 8. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. Where else can you get so much great food for such an affordable price? Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge in sunny downtown Gibbon. For years, they've prided themselves in being more bang for the buck and making homemade food fresh right there. Like their famous prime rib dinners or their huge jumbo ham-breaded shrimp. What about the freshest salad and fruit bars around? Make the drive to sunny downtown Gibbon and be a part of great family food and tradition. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here in Shelton with the score, Axtell 18 and Shelton 8. Let's take a look at the first half stats that we have for you of our ball game, and we will start with the Shelton Bulldogs. Jared Muehlbach, six carries for 75 yards. He did have a 41-yard scamper. Elmer Montanez, two carries, eight yards. 
Jose Gomez, one carry, three yards. Dalton Warren, one carry, three yards. And quarterback Evan Clark, five carries for 22 yards. 16 rushing attempts, 110 yards on the ground, unofficially for Shelton. Through the air, they just haven't got enough of what they wanted to get done here. Evan Clark does have a touchdown pass for their only score of the game, but that's the only positive pass play that Shelton has had. They're two of six, one interception, one touchdown, 29 yards through the air, 110 on the ground, 139 yards of total offense. And remember, 41 of that on one play. I had him for five first downs, two punts for an average of 26, two turnovers, three penalties for 15 yards. For Axtell, they're winning the time of possession battle. Cody Nickel, 16 carries, 72 yards at a touchdown. Hunter Stratman, two carries, 11 yards. Jared Klein, one carry, three yards. Braden Gomez has one carry for six yards, and the quarterback, Parker Sis, really hasn't tucked it up that much. Four carries for 13 yards. 24 rushing attempts, 105 yards on the ground for Axtell. But through the air, Parker Sis put it up quite a bit there, 12 times in the second quarter. Now in the first quarter, he was 3 for 4 for 49 yards. But in the second quarter, 5 of 12, two picks, and picked up 70 yards, 72 yards through the air in that uh, second quarter of play. So not exactly what they were looking for uh, with all the turnovers, but that last one was a 17-yard touchdown strike, and that makes up for a lot. So 8 of 16, two picks, one touchdown pass, 121 yards through the air, 105 on the ground, 226 yards of total offense, which is a good first half and eight man for Axtell, and they're doing it a little bit at a time. 15 first downs in the first half, and uh, it's been a long time since I remember anybody getting that many first downs in any level at any time in one half. They've punted at one time for 23 yards, two turnovers, and four penalty, three penalties for 25 yards. So the turnovers, the penalties, the punting, the rushing, all of that is almost identical. Uh, it's the passing yards that are the difference right now as uh, Sis has put it up 16 times to just six times for Shelton. Shelton has run 22 plays, and then you have got 40 plays run by Axtell. So you talked about maybe wearing down at all if the heat was going to get to anybody because you're playing in the afternoon. And at the high school level, I, I don't buy too much into it. It's probably a little easier to play offense than it is defense. So if you do have the time of possession, uh, you may be able to take a breath uh, a little more often. And so that would give the advantage to Axtell. Nonetheless, the score, Axtell, 18 and Shelton, 8 here at halftime. And that's exactly what co- head coach Will Wagner wanted to do with the Zaxdale Wildcats is he wanted this game to be as normal as possible. And he was telling me before the game that the mood on the bus on the way in was no different than any other game that they played. And that's good for Axtell because they wanted to be able to be as normal as possible. They wanted to be able to run their plays, run their game. When I asked him right before the game what the last thing he was going to tell his team Coming out of the locker room before the game, he was just going to tell them to play their game. One game, one play, one down at a time. And that has shown itself here in the number of plays, as you said, Doug, that Axtell has and the number of first downs they have. We will take a break. Be back in a moment here on Classic Hits. 
Clearings Market in Shelton provides you with fresh foods right in your own hometown. Check out the fresh produce and meats. With weekly specials, you will save even more by shopping local. Don't forget, Larry's has movie rentals, party supplies, such as balloons, deli trays, and deli sandwiches. Everything you need in Shelton. Why shop anywhere but Larry's Market in Shelton? Best of luck, Bulldogs. Hi, this is Ron Wall with Cargill Ag Horizons Marketing Services, better known as CAMS. As a personal marketing manager, I bring Cargill's global knowledge to your home or office by delivering unique insights that can benefit your operation. When you work with CAMS, you have expert marketers working for you so that you can concentrate on the business of farming. To learn more about how our disciplined approach to risk management can benefit your operation, call me at 402-710-1200. Cargill, helping farmers prosper. Keeping you up to date on what's going on in the Major League Baseball playoffs in 14 innings. The Texas Rangers down the Toronto Blue Jays 6-4. to four. The Jays had the one-run lead going into the eighth and never scored again. So Texas up two games to none over who everybody thought was the favorite the last three weeks in the American League. The Jays with their backs against the wall and now on the road and so far. Five games have been played in the Major League Baseball playoffs. The road team has won all five, and they're trying to make it six because Houston continues to lead Kansas City at Kauffman 4-2 in the sixth inning. Here it is 18-8. Shelton will be trailing at home on homecoming, seeing if they can get a couple more big plays and shut Axtell down here, especially on the opening drive of quarter number three. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection. Connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. We'll be back with the second half kickoff right after this. Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company of Axtell is a proud supporter of high school sports. See Scandinavian Mutual today to see how they can get you the best rates for property and personal liability insurance. They have been providing insurance solutions to their customers in South Central Nebraska since 1885. They are now also writing auto insurance policies through AAA. Contact the professionals at Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company in Axtell today. Toll free at 800-874-9443. That's 800-874-9443. 9443. There is supposed to be water in the stock tank, not all around it. You need to replace your stock tank. Head to Statler Implement and get a new Hastings stock tank and replace that old worn out one. Statler Implement also specializes in electrical motor sales and service. Statler Implement has everything you need to keep the job running smooth. Go see Carlo and the gang at Statler Implement on East Highway 6 in Minden. You'll be satisfied with the service you'll get. Our field condition report brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer. Science with service delivering success in the third game of the year and a beautiful day, so maybe just a little moisture even on it last night. Brandon, no problem here at Shelton. No problem here. We ought to give the uh, groundskeeper a little bit of a raise here uh, for the Shelton Stadium because the field is in great shape. It is a little longer than what you would normally see, but if you're trying to slow down a running attack like Axtell Wildcats have, it's it's smart strategy for the Bulldogs to let the grass grow. And another pooch kick by Shelton to start things off, taking it at the 22, up the field with some room, 25-30, midfield, into Shelton territory, still with the football is Evan Bertrand, and a great start here for Axtell. And 
I always have uh, questions because you just don't know how good your special teams are. And the pooch kick, the onside kick, it was just a bad spot for that ball because it didn't hit the ground, caught it on the run, and definitely easy field position now for Axtell. Axtell was ready for that coming out of the halftime locker room. They were set for a kick that was going to be short, and they got exactly what they were expecting. First and 10 at the 33, feed nickel. He's hitting the backfield, but breaks one tackle, breaks two, gets inside the 30, all the way down to the 27. Instead of a loss of two, it's going to be a gain of six. Doug, we talk about it so many times, and it's cliche because it's true. The most important drive of any football game is the first drive that each team has in the third quarter. Right now, Axtell started that drive with great field position because they were ready for it coming out of the halftime locker room. The first play from scrimmage gets them five yards on first down. Stay out of that pistol. They'll give it to the second man through again. Nickel room over the right side, 25 inside the 20. Still on his feet. Gang tackle down at the 17-yard line. Big line surge there, Doug. Big line surge from the big offensive line for the Axtell Wildcats. They were blowing their defensive counterparts out of their stances and out of their spots, and the running back was seven yards downfield before he had any contact at all. And Nickel got rolled up, and they're going to have to come get him. He is with a slight limp walking off the field. Looks like he'll be a okay just by the way you're watching him walk off the field to, to come back, but got rolled up on when he was tackled. And it is first down and 10 now at the 17-yard line. So Colton Maxwell will replace him as the eyeback. Still have your fullback in there in Jared Klein on first down. They'll give it to Maxwell. Big hole right side, 15, sideline 10. Knocked out of bounds at the 6-yard line first and goal. I'm guessing uh, Shelton didn't think they'd give it to Maxwell right away. And no problem for the Cats. Axtell Wildcats offensive line is coming out and asserting themselves here early in the third quarter in a way that they did not do it, even in the first quarter when they're having success running the ball. A little motivational speech perhaps on the on the part of head coach Will Wagner because Axtell is coming off the offensive line, is firing off the ball and blowing the Bulldogs back. First down and goal at the six-yard line, but we've got penalty flags before the play can get going. And we're in the Platte Valley Auto of Carney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, south and 42nd in Kearney, your Kearney hometown Ford store. And, Doug, that's the downside of having your offensive line eager and ready and motivated to go is sometimes they go a little bit early, and in this case the right guard jumped just a little bit before the snap of the ball. So it'll move them back just outside the 10, first and goal with the ball just touching the 10-yard line. On the right hash. Stay out of that pistol formation with the quarterback, Parker Sis. He'll give it to Maxwell. Stretch play left side and minimal yardage. He got three or four. We'll give him the eight, seven and a half yard line, a gain of three. Great inside handoff there for the Wildcats, and it's a great opportunity for them to reestablish what had worked for them early in the third quarter. So that'll bring up a second and goal to go. Ball between the seven and eight yard line. Moved it from the right hash to the left. And back in there at the eye back is Cody Nickel after taking a couple of plays off. He sees end zone. He wants back in game. Cody Nickel will take it off the right guard and nowhere to go. Maybe a yard to the six. Right in there is Montanez to make the tackle along with Sasita. It'll be third down and goals. One of the great things about football, Doug, is it's punch, counterpoint, point, and counterpoint. Throughout the entire first part 
of the third quarter here, Axtell had moved the ball down the field in big chunks, and now all of a sudden, at that first and goal, Axtell gets a penalty, sets them back on their heels a little bit. Now the Bulldogs have responded here and punched them back a little bit. Big third down here early in the third quarter. Axtell up 18-8, opening drive of the third quarter, 940, and a timeout. They couldn't get lined up, so a timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Two down territory here for Axtell. Shelton hoping to come up with a stop to keep it within two scores. 18-8, Axtell with the lead, third and goal at the six, 938 to go, third quarter. LaserTech has been putting the surf back in service for over 17 years. LaserTech can help you with all your printer needs, new and reconditioned units, multifunction units, and fax machines, or cartridges and accessories for an existing printer. LaserTech technicians are dispatched quickly, utilizing the latest technology, giving you same-day, next-day service. With LaserTech, trouble-free solutions are only a phone call away. Know how to find the right solution for your business. The solution is how LaserTech is helping businesses, doing what can be done every day. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here. Our producer engineer, Merritt Lawson, KKPR-FM, Carney, Shelton, Axtell. Homecoming afternoon here for Shelton, but they're on the wrong side of an 18-8 decision and in some trouble as Axtell has a third down and goal. Ball is at the six-yard line, and they'll take the snap bootleg pass out here in the flat. It's complete, but not good enough for the touchdown. Well covered. Shove him out of bounds at the three-yard line. Maxwell, Clark did a good job. He gave him the catch, but made sure that he wrapped him up for a short, short gain, a gain of about two. It'll be fourth and goal at the four. Usually what you coach a defensive back to do in that case, Doug, is if it's a five-yard catch, you want a six-yard gain. In this case, we had about a four-yard catch and a four-yard gain. Clark did not allow the bigger Maxwell to get his shoulders rotated. Once he caught the ball, he was not didn't, didn't allow him to rotate his shoulders and extend the ball over the goal line. They haven't went bootleg pass much well design. Fourth and goal. It's going to be a quarter gap keeper. Sis trying to follow his blockers and he's not going to get in. Evan Clark is able to stick him. That's the first time that they had split the backs in the backfield out of the pistol formation and he just tried to follow them both and Clark comes up from the safety position and sticks him at the three yard line. Obviously on a fourth and goal you're going to have your defensive back and your linebackers closer to the line of scrimmage. In this case, everybody was within about three yards of the line of scrimmage. And what that did is that allowed the inside linebackers to take the blockers on and then allowed Evan Clark to come from the outside position and make sure he didn't get in the end zone. Now Shelton will take over. First possession for them in the second half with 9.25 to go. Here in the third quarter, 18-8 Axtell. First and ten at their own three. Under center, Clark. They will fake it to Muehlbach, and he'll just try to keep it off left end, but nowhere to go. Good defense in there by the Axtell Wildcats crashing in and making the tackle. On that play was Austin Fischel. No gain, second and ten. Dangerous play there for the Bulldogs because they're doing most of their running, and especially all of the all of the running backs are in their own end zone. So this opportunity here would be better for a quick hitter, something that would get them out of the literally the shadow of their own goalpost here with the sun setting behind them. Need to control, need to get some plays, need to get some first downs here. 17-5, to unofficially the first down count. Second down and 10. Packing that box, the Axdell defense. Penalty flags is coming off the right side. Big play, 10, 15. Balls fumbled, kicked forward about 20 yards, and it went out of bounds at the 28-yard line. If Axdell covered it, it would have been theirs, but when the ball got fumbled, it got kicked forward, and it's all going to be washed out anyway because of a penalty flag. 
setting in the end zone. And if that penalty flag is a holding in the end zone, that's not going to be good at all. Well, that would be a safety, but there was no one in the end zone, so the official just dropped it, our referee, and it'll be a half the distance to the goal. Otherwise, it would have been a first down out there for Shelton. Yeah, the flag should not have been dropped in the end zone. It's just illegal motion. Oh, wait a minute. They're pointing to the defense. That illegal motion is a call. But they pointed at Axtell. That's just a mistake. So a one-yard penalty moves it back between the one and the two-yard line. Second down here for the Bulldogs. The ball spotted at the one-yard line. So this is an opportunity here for Axtell if they wanted to sell out, see if they could get that safety inside the end zone. And you got to be careful with those jet sweeps inside handoffs because those occur behind the line of scrimmage. So a rare power eye formation. Clark turns, gives it to the horse Mulebach, runs over a man, gets to the three, and is stacked up there. That's just power on power. Mulebach anticipating the contact, and he got met by a trio of linebackers. Hat on hat blocking there. Good job by the inside of the offensive line there for the Shelton Bulldogs to be able to move the ball out of the end zone a little bit. Ball now spotted on the three-yard line. Third down and nine, Shelton at their own three. As they move from right to left, the sun behind them here. They'll spread the formation out of the shotgun. will be Clark. Axtell doesn't blitz. Throw it deep down the sideline, and overshooting is intended target Dalton Couts, who had the touchdown reception earlier, and it was actually man-on-man coverage out here with Braden Gomez, and Couts did get behind him. But uh, with, with those rushers coming up the middle, quarterback Evan Clark didn't want to eat it, so he got it out of there. Couts had a step on his man, unfortunately, because of that pressure coming from the inside, which is a quarterback's worst enemy. In that case, he had to throw the ball a little earlier. Couts wasn't able to get there. Well, Mubach rugby kicked it last time, but now in his end zone, let's see what happens. It only went 23 yards. They're setting up some protection right, so maybe it will be another rugby. Low one. Here comes the rush and a nice spiral short kick. And it's going to go out of bounds at about the 34-yard line. So a 32-yard punt to the 34-33 yard line. And that's where Axtell will take over. So both possessions for Axtell here in the third quarter start in Shelton territory. First down and 10, leading it 18-8. to Now Shelton has to come up with another stop here, Brandon. Uh, they made the stop inside the five. Now they can't allow Axtell to make that kind of penetration again. Too many plays and too much time is being played here on the Shelton side of the field. Back under center will be Sis. They're going to give it to the fullback. Maxwell lines up as the fullback. Crashes forward for a couple to the 30-yard line. A lot of guys have touched the football here in this ball game for Coach Wagner and the Wildcats. Axtell is doing a good job of distributing the ball. They're also doing a good job of, again, getting that three-yard, getting that four-yard every time they touch the ball because Axtell wants to shorten this game right now. They've got the lead. Yes, we're about midway through the third quarter here. They're starting to do what they want to do. Second and eight, hand it to Nickel up the middle for a couple, three more. He'll get to the 27-yard line, bring up third down and five. Nickel unofficially with 91 yards on 20 carries in the football game. He has a single touchdown. Sis has a touchdown sneak and a touchdown pass on the final play of the first half, which ended up being a big 17-yarder to August Fischel. Fischel also has a fumble recovery in this football game. 
Third down and five now for Axtell at the Shelton 27. And penalty flags before we can get going. And again, you're in that two-down territory. It was a pass play. Sis had went back to pass, and we've got a legal procedure again on Axtell. So that'll be their fifth penalty for a total of 35 yards. Four penalties, all five yarders on Shelton. Big third down coming up here for Axtell. It was going to be a lot easier for them at third and five. Now at third and ten, but again, as you said, four down territory here, so they'll have to get chunks of five each time. But again, Axtell can really start to put some pressure on Shelton by getting a first down here and getting a touchdown with this drive. Third down and ten at the 32. Sis back to pass, has all day. Looks left, pumps, gets it back underneath, and he's going to be sacked. An ankle tackle behind the line of scrimmage for Tyler Quick. And it'll be fourth down and 13. Not at all what you wanted to do if you were the Extel Wildcats because you had an opportunity here to convert on a third down, maybe even get a touchdown out of this drive. Now with a sack that puts you behind the chains and really condenses the amount of things you can do out of your playbook. Fourth down and 12 at the Shelton 34. They'll say it's a two-yard loss. I'm surprised that Axtell's not punting here. We'll see if that is what they do. They're going to line up in a maybe a short punt. They put Sis as a shotgun and four wideouts. Decision time. It's going to be a quick kick. He's only about four yards behind the line of scrimmage. He'll pooch it, then it takes a Shelton bounce, and it'll be down at about the 17-yard line. So they pick up 17 yards on the punt. You do pick up 17 yards on the punt, and, it, and in that case, with that spread formation and Sis in the backfield, you would have been just as... It's six and one half does with another, Doug, because you can throw the ball down. If it gets intercepted, it's the same difference as a punt. And in this case, they chose to go with the quick kick. Now, can Shelton start to use this to their advantage? They've got decent field position starting here. Can they start to put some things together and chip into that 10-point lead? You ask, why would you do that? You don't want Mulebach touching it Absolutely. in the open field. So first down and 10, Shelton and Clark will turn. Mulebach got bounced to the backfield but keeps coming forward to the 20 to the 21. His offensive lineman, Junior Sacedo, got stood up that time. But then after getting stood up, Junior got his base, and then he shoved right back, and that allowed a short gain around the corner here of about three yards for Mulebach. Balance is the most important component of power, Doug, and in that case, Salceda was off balance. That's what got Mulebach bounced back. Once Salceda could get his balance under him, that's what allowed him to push that defender back. And now Shelton uh, late getting the play in here. Don't want to be burning timeouts in the third quarter down 18-8, to eight, second and seven at their own 20-yard line. And they will get the playoff. Hand it right side. Mulebach, big hole. 20, 25, 30. It's a foot race to the end zone. And Jared Mulebach cuts back at the 25 and brought down at the 20-yard line. The tackle is made by Evan Bertrand. Not sure that he needed to make the uh, cutback, but he did. And uh, brought down a touchdown-saving tackle. Touchdown-saving tackle, but also a touchdown-saving cutback because Braden Gomez was trying to get to Mulebach in there, and in that case, Gomez wasn't able to get there in time, but he was able to spook Mulebach just enough to force him to cut back to the inside where there was help. Gomez won't get credit for the tackle, but he'll get credit for slowing up Mulebach just enough to allow the tackle to happen. Second 40-yard-plus run for Mulebach. 18-8 Axtell, but on the move. They'll hold it off, hand it off to Montanez. Montanez is going to get four to the 16-yard line. Good push there by the interior of the Shelton Bulldog offensive line. They are starting to be able to blow the Axtell Wildcats back. So in this case where we saw 
Axtell doing the assertion of their will and getting underneath the pads and blowing the Bulldogs back in the first part of the third quarter. Here in the second part of the third quarter, it's the Bulldogs that are knocking the Wildcats back out of their stances. So clock running, 3.40 to go, third quarter, Axtell 18, Shelton 8, second down and 6 at the 16, and they'll go to counts on an end around. Nice block, but here's a penalty flag inside the 10 to the 5. I guess that's why it was a nice block, Brandon. It was nice, but a little too nice for the Whitecaps liking. And that's just a killer, and this is what's been happening to Shelton. When they move the ball, they've either turned it over or a penalty has hurt them, and now instead of first and goal at the six-yard line, that block in the back behind the line of scrimmage is going to push them back into a second and about 16 situation. Doug, we talk about it during the halftime show about how Shelton was doing a good job of maintaining its focus here at homecoming week, but unfortunately they were shooting themselves in the foot too often. That's exactly what we were talking about. Unfortunate for the Shelton Bulldogs, they had a nice gain on the outside, but unfortunately the nice game was made because of that block in the back, and they keep finding opportunities to hurt themselves instead of help themselves. Well, Shelton's got to step up. If they want to win this football game, they need to be able to convert here on this second down. They're going to have three plays. Chew a little bit. If you hit a big one, that's fine. They're going to go under center for a rare time. Clark with Montanez back there. Same play counts. Gets to the left side. Oh, he got tripped up in the backfield from the ground, sticking his hand out there, and making the tackle was Adam Lundeen, or counts might have got the corner. A short gain to the 26-yard line. Got about two. It'll be third down and 15. Rare is it do you see a guy who is being blocked, and especially a guy who is on the, on the ground, But in that case, Lundin was able to, just as you said, Doug, was able to get his left hand up, and all he had to do was trip up the running back. And in this case, Couch just couldn't get over the outstretched hands, and that's what knocked him down. And Shelton is going to use their first time out. They've got two plays to cover 15 yards. Third down and 15 at the 26-yard line of Axtell. No scoring here in the third quarter, 245 remaining. It is Axtell 18, Shelton 8. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Insure your home, auto, life, and business with us through Auto Owners Insurance. When you need an insurance agency that you can trust, call RAI of Nebraska in Ravana. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just an insurance agent, your friend. They will provide low-cost quality protection and claim service that is second to none. Best of luck to all the area athletes from RAI of Nebraska with a location near you. The Kansas City Royals have tied up the game with the Houston Astros now as they go to the 7th, 4-4 on the breeze, 94.5. We have 2.45 to go here in quarter number three, Axtell 18, Shelton 8. The sun now getting clouded over, a little cooler for the fans here. And out of the shotgun, Muehlbach is to the left of his quarterback, Evan Clark. Takes the snap, drops straight back, looking to the end zone. He's got counts behind the defender, caught, touchdown, Bulldogs! Colton Maxwell couldn't locate it as the defensive back, and Dalton Counts has his second touchdown of the ball game. Counts had one-on-one coverage there on the edge. He was able to fit it over the defender, Maxwell, and Counts has got some speed there, and he used that speed to get some separation and a very well-thrown ball by Clark. Nice response here for the Bulldogs. Pending the extra point gets him within four here, and this is exactly what Shelton needed exactly when they needed it, Doug. Speared by the 40-yard run by Jared Muehlbach. 
And they'll go for two. Again, no consideration of where the point total is. They just go for two. They don't have the kickers to go for the extra points. They're going to spread it with three wide. Twins left, one right. Mulebach in motion from left to right. They give it to him on the jet sweep. Hit in the backfield. Won't get there. The tackle we made on the edge by Austin Fischel. But it's a one-possession football game with 2.40 to go. In the third quarter, it's now Axtell 18, Shelton 14. The touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank, Carney. First Bank and Trust in Minden. Relationship banking is what they do. First Bank and Trust is a leader in online banking with online bill pay and 24-hour banking at your fingertips. Stop in and talk to the professionals about your business, personal, and ag banking needs. All the small town touch with everything you need from a bank. Keeping up with technology to make your banking easier. Minden's First Bank and Trust. What you'd expect from a friend. Member FDIC. Good luck, athletes. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Eleven Clark hasn't had a lot of success through the air, but the two of the three completed passes have been touchdowns to counts. Uh, outside of that, an interception, a negative one, the rest incomplete. And now Dalton ready to boot it away here, back within four, late third quarter. He'll pop it into the air again, returnable, taking this time at the 13-yard line, left hash, up to the 15, to the 20, August Fischel. And it'll be across the 30, Klein, excuse me, 34, not 24, brought down. Uh, Axtell will have to start in their own end of the field for the first time in the second half. Klein, the sophomore, has been a big contributor for the Axtell Wildcats today, and it's great to see him. As many seniors as Axtell has, nice to see a sophomore making big contributions here throughout the game for the Wildcats. Return to the 25, and Axtell now needs to go back to work. They'll hand it off over the left side. Nickel breaks outside, lowers his shoulder to the 30-yard line, runs a man over, takes a few guys out on the Axtell bench. And they'll call him out at the 31-yard line, a gain of six, second down and four. Cody Nickel is a big runner, and he showed that there because he was able to lower his shoulder. His 5'11", 230-pound frame was able to get underneath the pads of the defender and be able to move him back. And again, Axtell has had some success running the ball. They haven't been able to put an entire drive together here in uh, about a quarter and a half. On second down and four, Nickel again off the left side, and he's got the first down across the 35 and out to the 38-yard line. Axtell was really running off the right side of their offensive line in the first half, Doug, and now we're seeing them more and more run to the left side of their offensive line, giving both sides of their offensive line an opportunity to show what they can do against the Bulldog defensive line. Cody Nickel now over 100 yards rushing on the afternoon, and Axtell on the move again. First and 10 at their own 38. They'll hand it off to him off the right side into Shelton territory and Moore stood up at the 34-yard line and good first down yardage. And do you get the feeling that Coach Wagner believes he's winning the line of scrimmage? Want to be able to win the line of scrimmage. One of the things that Coach Will Wagner has talked about many times is how big his offensive line is. And it's interesting to see this shift in philosophy. Instead of trying to pass the ball on occasion, Let's just give the ball to our running backs that they know that they can do a good job. Let's see what the offensive line can do. And on the last three plays, they've averaged about eight yards, eight positive yards on each of those plays. Let Axtell be Axtell and start to move the ball in big chunks. 
123 and now running 120 to go here in the third quarter. 18-14 Axtell. Second and two. Handed off to the fullback Klein. He bounces off his left end and is right at the first down marker. Should be enough to move the chains again here for Axtell. And it is a three-yard carry for Klein. They haven't went to him much, but he was effective there, and it's at the 31-yard line. Wildcat set up shop here on the 31-yard line with just over a minute remaining here in the third quarter. They're starting to be able to slow the game down and run the ball as they wanted to. First down and 10 out of that pistol. They're just running, 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 and they hand it off to Nickel. This time the ball is fumbled, and it looks like it's Shelton coming out of there with it. Stuck the ball Mielbach out there. picks up the loose ball. Stuck the ball out there a little bit further than he wanted to. He tried to cut back there, Doug, as you said, and the process of cutting back, his body went one way, but the ball was still going that original direction, allowed Shelton to pop that ball loose. We talked earlier at halftime and even earlier this quarter about how it was Shelton shooting themselves in the foot. Each of the last couple of drives, Axtell has shot themselves in the foot. If Shelton can capitalize here, they can actually take the lead here with a touchdown. The third turnover. For Axtell, Shelton wants to get it to Montagna as he's hit in the backfield, stays on his feet, works his way forward for three yards. The tackle made by Austin Skaggs. Montagna is bringing some small speed. Mulebach's not slow. Montagna's is faster. It's a difference between fast and quick there, Doug. And while both men are fast, Montagna's is, is a lot better at being quick because he was able to chop his feet, stop, cut back the other direction, go against the grain. That allowed him to get that four-yard gain. Second down and six now for the Bulldogs, trailing 18-14. Last 30 seconds of the quarter, they'll give it to Mulebach again on the jet sweep, pushes Montagna's out of the way to follow his blocker just short of midfield. At the 38, possibly 39-yard line, we'll call it a gain of four more, and it'll be third and a long one. That'll be the last play here of the third quarter, Doug, and with a great third down opportunity coming up for the Bulldogs here, they're going to start the fourth quarter with good field position, but a very important third down. The teams are moving the ball. They just don't have as many touchdowns to show for it as the yardage on the board. Only score here in the Third quarter of play, a 26-yard touchdown pass from Evan Clark to Dalton Counts. The second time they've hooked up, we go to the fourth quarter. It's 18-14, Axtell leading when we come back. Headley Drug in Minden is your hometown Health Mart pharmacy carrying Mueller Sporting Goods and Hallmark. You can also find diabetic supplies including shoes, durable medical equipment like walkers, wheelchairs, lifts, and bath aids. When you fill your prescriptions and shop at Pedley Drug, you see your neighbors and friends helping you like Jeff, Tammy, and Michaela. Pedley Drug accepts most insurance and Medicare. Best of luck, athletes. Miller Body Shop in Minden is your collision specialist. They offer paintless dent repair, great for hail dance or door dings, auto glass replacement, a Unicure spray baking boot that simulates factory paint for a quicker dry time and better quality finish. Miller Body Shop in Minden provides all the best products and trained professionals to get your vehicle back on the road and looking as good as it did before. Miller Body Shop is a proud supporter of high school sports. Third and two for Shelton. They go to the money man, Mulebach. He'll drag a defensive back for a first down into Axtell territory at the 39-yard line. They hit him in the backfield that time, but official couldn't bring him down man-on-man. A gain of three for Mulebach. I've got him for 128 yards rushing. He's got a 40 and a 41-yarder, so they've done a good job of holding him in check outside of those two runs. And for Nickel, 114 yards, but he lost the fumble on that last touch, and that's allowed Shelton to 
have an opportunity to take the lead down 18-14. On first down and 10, they'll hand it to Mulebach. He has a little hole over the right side inside the 35, works his way to the 33-yard line. And a very late flag here has come in, Doug, thrown from about 15 yards off the ball by the back judge. So did we get a little extracurricular activity in there? It would be a gain of about seven on the play if it stands. Penalties in the ball game, five for 30 yards on Shelton. Axtell, five for 35. And the official is talking to the Axtell captain. Still no indication yet. 18-14, first minute here. And it looks like we've got a personal foul face mask on the offense. And that is a huge 15-yard walk-off. Instead of second and three, it's going to be first down at about 16-17. So get credit for the run. Big, unfortunate offensive uh, personal foul face mask there because instead of second down and short, it's first down and long here for the Bulldogs. So the rare offensive face mask will give Shelton long yardage situation. They converted last time. They'll go on an end around to Mulebach, but he stood up and ran over, and Axtell's just keeping that shadow on him. The two times that the shadow got caught up, Mulebach busted it for big yardage. Maxwell makes the tackle after a gain of about four, second down and 13. Second down and 13 here, and Shelton needs to be able to slow themselves down, refocus here. The game is still a one-score game, but with that long personal foul face mask, again, you don't see it very often on the offense, they needed to be able to put them, pull themselves together and put themselves on an opportunity to convert this long first down. Under center will be Clark. Mulebach slot right side. They want to throw. That's the short side. Just throwing it up for grabs. Mulebach got behind the defender, but it is over his head, and Clark got leveled as he threw the football. That's why August Fischel bringing the pressure, and you got to give Clark credit. There's a couple times he's seen the pressure, and instead of leaving it short, he's just let it fly. Better to let it fly and throw it long than any time throw it short, and in this case, you had Tyson Marsh coming from his left, Austin Fischel from his right. Fischel got there a half second before that, but again, that's Axtell. They're splitting their defensive ends out and firing them off the ball so that they're heading straight for the quarterback, and in this case, Clark had nowhere to go but throw the ball up right as he went down. Third down and 13. Kids having some fun down here. I think I'll go get some of that water. What do you think, Ron? <laughs> and we've got a timeout. Shelton, uh, tough timeouts have been called here. And this is going to come down to it looks like a, a two-minute ball game here where uh, one of these teams is going to wish they had these timeouts. Third down, 13 yards to go for Shelton at their own 38-yard line. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. It is 18-14. Axtell leads Shelton here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here at beautiful Shelton Friday afternoon. Third down conversion opportunity, a long one for Shelton. 
Short option, halfback pass. Looking, looking. Montanez throws as far as he can, and he had a man just overshot Dalton Warren. And the trick play didn't work. Well covered on all facets there, but bringing a couple of guys into that play that we haven't seen much of, uh, putting them out of position this time. I, I really like that play call, Doug, because everybody here is expecting their Buellbach or Montanez to be able to get the ball. In this case, Montanez did get it, but then with that halfback pass, threw it up. That was one stride away from being a touchdown and a lead here for the Bulldogs. And now it's time to punt it away with 10.20 to go. They'll roll the snap to Mulebach. He has to catch it and kick it quick. Short roller. They'll get out of the way. It's going to work out great. Inside the 10, inside the 5, and they'll jive on it at the 3-yard line. Well done. Wasn't uh, exactly how you draw it up, but that's going to be a 40-yard punt. No return, and now for the first time all afternoon, Axtell has their back against their own end zone. Sometimes, Doug, all you have to have is just a simple faith in success. And a couple of times throughout today's game, we've seen the Bulldogs be able to finish and be able to execute, not the way they drew it up necessarily on the playbook, but be able to get the results that they're wanting. Now Axtell, as you said, has their backs against the wall. So first down and 10, they'll hand it off to Nickel. Nickel will back his way across the five to the six-yard line, a gain of three on the play. Nickel here was able to get it to the six-yard line, and Axtell now has the clock in their favor. They have what little wind that there is in their favor, and they also have the score in their favor. So if Axtell can put together a nice, long 77-yard drive here, they can really seal this game and be able to limit what Shelton can do in response. And again, Sis hasn't done much through the air since the first quarter. Credit that defensive backfield, a hard count. Looks like they're going to get Shelton to jump off sides, and I, I wanted to bring that up a while ago because, as you mentioned a couple of times, uh, Jose Gomez went out almost immediately, one of their best defensive backs, and they have still played very well in the secondary. There's been two or three times where Sis has had the time to throw and just can't pull the trigger and eventually takes off and runs it. And any time you lose your leading tackler, that's always a big loss for the defense. But even in his pregame interview with you, my head coach Mike Lowe talked about how they're not a real deep team to begin with. They only play nine or ten guys. Now they're down to playing eight or nine guys. And now we've got a penalty flag on Axtell for maybe not having the mouthpiece in. It's an illegal equipment, so the offsides negated by the equipment. We're right back where we were. Going to be second down and about seven here. Axtell, again, and we can go back to what we were just talking about 30 seconds ago. Again, if they've got, they do have the clock on their side, the score on their side, what little wind if they choose to pass it. Axtell just needs to be able to put together a drive to end this game and get out of here with a 500 record for the season. Second down, seven for Axtell at their own six-yard line. Empty backfield. Quarterback draw, sis. Oh, they're all over him. Barely got back to the line of scrimmage, and there's three guys in there, including Tyler Quick and Saucita. And then coming in there to finish him off was Roush. They weren't fooled. That's something they saw on film. I was just about to say the same thing there, Doug. They didn't fool anybody with that. Saucita blew that play up. He's the biggest defensive lineman that Shelton has, and he showed that because he pushed the right offensive guard for Axtell back into the Axtell offensive backfield. Now here for the Wildcats, big third down play. They need to convert if they want to seal this game. Out of the shotgun again, third and seven at their own six. This back to pass, has time, and it's end zone. Out here complete, wide open. Stratman 15-20 and out of bounds at the 21-yard line. 
Hunter Stratman had a nice couple of runs in the first half. Comes up with a big play there. He was wide open in the flat. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, and this is a big game for both teams. Again, both coming in at 2-3. and three, Both need to get back to 500 to be able to have a shot in their district play, and in that case, the Wildcats came up with a big-time play at a big-time point in this game. Just the fifth first down after getting 15 in the first half. Nikoloff left side, dives forward to the 25, the 26. He's going to get about four. They're going to say his knee hit before the 25-yard line, so a gain of four for Nickel. 18-14. The only score of this second half was a 26-yard touchdown pass from Clark to Couts on third down and 16. 18-14, Axtell with a lead. Axtell scored on the last play of the half, which could be the game winner if nothing changes. Draw right up the middle. Nickel fights, fights, almost got through everybody. Had to fight for three tough ones, and it'll be third down at about four. Nickel has been very smart with the ball each of the last two carries because as he approaches the line of scrimmage, he is sacrificing a little bit of speed by being able to have both hands and both arms on the ball. He is taking very good care of the ball. That's the smart thing for him to do at this critical point in the game. Don't forget the new Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show when we finish third down and four, power eye formation, and again they jump off sides for Shelton. A great job up there by the experienced three-year starting quarterback, Parker Sis. That's the third time he's used the hard count to draw Shelton offsides, and that time it means a first down. That's a big one. And unfortunately for the Bulldogs, the guys jumping offsides are two of the three guys closest to the ball, so all they have to do is not listen to Parker Sis. What they should be doing is watching the ball, and in this case they're so anxious to get back there, they're letting their anxiety get the best of them and jumping early. Surprised they don't line up under center and go on first count this time. They'll line up in the shotgun, hand it off to Nickel, right up the middle. Very content, very conservative right now for Axtell. They'll pick up three on the play. It's second down and seven, and Nickel's going to need a day or two to recover from the pounding here as he's on his way to possibly 30 carries this afternoon. Three yards in a cloud of dust is exactly what Axtell wants. When they got this ball after the turnover, they had about 10 minutes left on the clock. Now we're at 623 and counting. This is exactly what Axtell wants to do. 12 carries, 127 unofficially for Nickel. They'll fake it. What a pass. Try to put it away. Sis out here in the flat, and it is complete to Stratman. First down and into Shelton territory, stepping out of bounds at the 34-yard line. Shelton jumped the route thinking that they were going to get the interception and didn't. Stratman comes away with the uh, first down. It's going to be a gain of 11. Up until that play, as you said two plays before, Doug, Axtell was being very conservative with the ball. In this case, Shelton took a little bit of a risk there, as you said, tried to jump the route, and in this case, since they didn't get the interception, allowed the receiver to run free in space, allowing for a first down here for the Wildcats. At the 35 is Shelton, eye formation, second man through his nickel. Now he's got a little more room, five, six, seven, eight yards, and he's running over Shelton Bulldogs. They're starting to lose a little bit of their legs here. They've got to take a deep breath. And make a stop, an eight-yard gain for Nickel. That's his 29th carry of the football game. Second down and two at the 27-yard line. There's still time if they can come away with a stop, but Shelton does have to get that stop trailing 18-14. Staying out of the eye, Nickel left side, hitting the backfield, keeps his balance, breaks it to the edge. He's going to take it to the end zone. Touchdown, Cody Nickel. 
his second of the day, a 27-yarder. Muehlbach all but brought him down to the backfield, and he's slow to get up. Doug, two plays ago you were talking about how Axtell was starting to gain some momentum here and, and, and do some different things. In this case, the Shelton Bulldogs were starting to put their hands on their hips. You had two guys get up from the play two plays ago and jump up and down a little bit as if they're trying to wake their legs up, and one guy even looked like he was a little slow on his right ankle. And in this case, they were able to just get to the outside and get that touchdown that the Wildcats have been looking for. Well, it just shows you how close sports are, how close football can be. They would have been looking at a fourth down and about uh, six. Instead, he's into the end zone. And again, the series before that, you jump off sides to keep it alive on what would have possibly been a punting situation. They would have had to convert. And Muehlbach, who's been injured, will get up and come off the field. But right now, your score is 24-14. to 14. And there's still time in this game, 5.30. It's not like uh, Shelton has been unable to move the football. So Mubach's got to get his breath here and get back into the football game. Shelton's going to get the ball back. If you can pop one in in a couple of minutes, you can can do it. Coach Lowe's teams that were in the playoffs here very recently uh, find ways to score quickly, and we'll see what will happen. But our five points bank touchdown, the second of the afternoon for Cody Nickel. A seven-yarder in the first quarter and a 27-yarder here. And you're right, Doug, there is time left. But in this case, Axtell took about five minutes off the clock in the fourth quarter and ended a drive with a touchdown. So if you would give that opportunity to any coach in the nation, they're going to take that. Nice long drive ended with points. In this case, touchdown points for the Axtell Wildcats. That's exactly what they wanted to do here late in the fourth quarter. Two-point conversion, Sis under center out of the power eye formation. He's going to go naked bootleg, and they bite on it. He'll walk into the end zone, untouch the first two-point conversion that has been successful for Axtell. With six and a, five and a half, 5.30 to go in the game, it's 26-14. Axtell leads Shelton here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett, our producer engineer, Caleb Henry, here at Shelton. Five and a half to go as Axtell will boot away Tyson Marsh. It'll be taken at the four-yard line, up the middle 10, out to the 15 counts. 20, makes a man miss, 25, and then is going to be wrapped up around the waist and brought down at the 27-yard line. And that's where the Shelton Bulldogs will take over. First down and 10, now trailing 26-14. to 14. The tackle made by August Fischel. And Muehlbach over here sitting on the bench. After Gomez was sitting on the bench. And this, this is the scenario that you would give to any high school senior 
in the nation. This is your homecoming. You're down by two scores, five and a half minutes left to go. Senior year, homecoming. Make something special here happen, and that's exactly what the Bulldogs have an opportunity to do. Yeah, they need Mulebach in there. Even if uh, he's not going to touch it, they could use his blocking. So let's see what they do. It definitely changes, and maybe Clark's going to have to throw the ball. A little late breaking the huddle. Montanez in the backfield. Back to pass. Looks for a little quick pass. It's complete to count. Sis makes the tackle across the 30 to the 31. It's a short gain on the play of about four. It'll be second down and six. Been so impressed with Couts throughout this entire game. He's got the two touchdowns and made some other big-time catches here. He's done a really good job of keeping the Axtell Wildcat defense on us by spreading them out a little bit and using his speed to get those catches. Don't forget... Coming up in just about an hour, it's Arcadia Loop City at Gibbon, our second game of our doubleheader here on Classic Hits. Split wide to the left, Daniel Romero. Out of the shotgun, three wideouts this time. Clark drops back. Here comes the pressure, throws it over the middle. Sis intercepts it at the 40, around the right side, 35-30, and he'll step out of bounds, and that might be the play that does it. Sis just waited on it, baited him, and comes away with the interception. The third turnover for Shelton. Trying to do a little bit too much, take too many risks, too early in the game. And I say that because there's four and a half minutes left to go. You don't necessarily need to make a lot of risks now, but you did need to make some decent plays. And unfortunately for the Bulldogs, Axtell was able to make one more play here deep in the third quarter. Excuse me, the fourth quarter. And out of the eye formation, now just hold on to the ball for the Wildcats. They'll keep giving it to Nickel off the left side. 20, a penalty flag, 15. It would be enough for a first down, but we had a penalty flag coming from the back judge. Anytime the back judge throws that flag 15 yards away, it's almost always a holding call here. Well, they're applauding on the... They're applauding on the Axtell side, and it looks like maybe too many men on the field. That would just be a declined penalty. So, Nickel started at the 25, and the ball is placed at about the 12. So, that'll be a 13-yard gain on his 31st carry of the night. Too many men on the field. Penalty declined, and we are in the Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone. When you're in the need for a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd and 42nd Street in Kearney, your hometown Ford store. So Axtell gets the touchdown, gets the interception. They're knocking on the door again up 26-14 here with 4.15 to go at Shelton. They'll give it to Nickel, secures it with two hands, walks to the left side, gets inside the 10, follows the blockers to the 8-yard line. Did a great job there, as you said, Doug, securing the ball with both hands, but more importantly, securing the ball with both arms. Had the ball completely engulfed in his forearms there, so he's giving up a little bit of speed for ball security, but they're also they're giving up a little bit of yards for time because every second that comes off the clock brings the Wildcats closer to a 300 season. Well, for Axtell, uh, as we said, this game probably a little more important to p- seeing who the two teams are. They might still need to have to beat Blue Hill or Elm Creek. And Shelton did beat Elm Creek, so can Axtell do it again? Naked bootleg here. Parker Sis trying to get to the right side. He's going to score. A penalty flag comes down way after the fact. It's going to negate a touchdown by Parker Sis, and it's one of those where the hold or the block had no impact on the touchdown run. And so Shelton still has a little breath here. 
almost the exact same play they ran for their two-point conversion about five minutes ago. But in this case, you had a penalty flag that was thrown right as he was making that cut, and then one way late by the white cap here. We might have two separate penalties. Holding is going to be called on Axtell. And the 10-yard penalty will move it back to the 18-yard line and run some more clock. 3.28 to go, a 12-point lead by Axtell, 26-14 here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The first quarter, pretty clean. After that, it got a little more competitive, a few more mistakes, a few more good plays to force those. Second about 15, they'll just hand it to Nickel. Keep it safe, short side, doesn't want to go out of bounds, but he does want to get in the end zone. He stepped out of bounds inside the 10 and got down to about the 6-yard line and a gain of 12 more for Nickel. Big gain there on the left side. Brings up a third down play here for the Wildcats. Third down at about three or four here. This is where if the Bulldogs are going to turn things around, they've got to stop them right here. Well, they've won two plays, the naked bootleg or nickel left. So will Shelton gamble and see if they can guess right? Lots leave one man to the, to the right side of the field. Leave one man home on sis and send everybody else over the defensive right side because that's where the ball's coming, and he gets tripped up. He tripped over his own lineman's uh, foot, backing up to make the block there that time was Ben Peterson, and nickel tripped over his foot to the five-yard line, and it's fourth and two. Fourth and two here at the five-yard line. The Whitecap has just started the clock, so if Axtell is smart here, they're going to slow things down. They're going to wait until the back judge starts chopping at five seconds and then either call a timeout, which is what they look like they're doing because Sis is still standing on the sidelines there next to his coach. Well, this timeout will be brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, under two and a half to go here in the ball game. It is Axtell 26, Shelton 14. Axtell has it fourth and two at the Shelton five when we come back. Community is a place that means coming together, a place where smiles are warm, where handshakes are firm. The day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here. Again, a big thank you to Athletic Director Ron Blaze and all the fine sponsors that allow us to bring you Axtell and Shelton, a competitive game. And as we would expect with two teams laying around 500, Brandon, we saw some good things. We saw some reasons why they have a couple of losses on the year. Good competitive game here, Doug. And throughout the game, we haven't seen anybody give up. We haven't seen anybody take a chip shot at each other. We've seen a lot of times where one team will help the other team up. So this is just one of those good games here on a great afternoon Friday of football. So here we go. Fourth and two at the five for Axtell trying to clinch it. They will turn, hand it up off the right side. I believe that's Stratman, and he is going to be very close to the first down. No, it's Nickel. Excuse me. Stratman was in there blocking. And this is going to be close. They might actually bring the chains out here. I think the referee is asking the Shelton young man if he wants it measured. Yes, young man. Don't let the... Now, he agrees it's a first down. I don't like that. Bring the chain out. What do you got to do? Yeah, you're putting the kid on the spot there. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. In that case, ask the coach or bring the chains out and let the chains decide instead of trying to spot it from 20 yards 
away. Yeah, it takes 10 seconds to do that. Nonetheless, it's a first down and goal, whether it was or not. And so Axtell now, they can just kneel on it with two under two minutes to go. It would be close to no time. They'll probably want to run it, try to get it inside and, and score here. As they set him down out of the I formation, first and goal, straight ahead for the quarterback, Parker Sis, and he is into the end zone for his second touchdown of the afternoon, 30-14. to 14. Axtell, a five-points bank touchdown with 152 to go in the game. Straight ahead running there for the Wildcats. And again, if you're Parker Sis, you're going to get in behind that large offensive line run straight ahead. That's exactly what he did. Only needed a couple of yards, got that couple of yards, and got them those extra points here late in the game. So 152 remains, and again, they've been close all the way. Finally put away here by Axtell, and with the comfortable lead, they're going to go ahead and attempt an extra point. They'll bring in the sophomore Jacob Marsh to give it a try. Looks like Sis is going to hold it. Snap good, down, the kick is away, and it is good. I'll tell you what, you never know when you might need that, and Tyson Marsh, excuse me, Jacob, Jacob Marsh, Knocks it through there for the extra point. 152 to go in the game. It's Axtell 31 and Shelton 14. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. 33-14 is the Axtell lead here as Tyson Marsh will now kick it away. A short pooch kick that is going to go out of bounds, and so maybe have to make Axtell re-kick it. That's what I'd do. Shelton's best chance to score quickly would be a kick return, but looks like they're just going to go trot out there and uh, then run the plays and shake hands. Uh, down 19, a minute 52. Weirder things have happened, but with Mulebach out, Gomez, Gomez out, yes. two of their kind of top three senior leaders, looks like they may concede things right here. Sometimes discretion is the better part of Valor, and you've got two of your top players on both sides of the ball out right now. Shelton doesn't need to risk anything. There's no real advantage in trying to throw it up, and so in this case, we'll just bring the end of the game to a close. Coming up, the New West postgame report. We'll have the final stats, and then head over to Gibbon for Gibbon and Arcadia Loop City. So most of the starters still in there. Evan Clark will be in the shotgun with Montanez flanking him to the right. They'll send in motion Charlie Cessna, put him in the right slot. And now move him again from right to left. And fake the hand off the balls on the ground, and getting back on top of it is Evan Clark. And this is what happens when you're trying to do a little too much with maybe another new guy in the uh, formation there it'll be second and ten trying to do too much a little bit of frustration a little bit of the new guy syndrome and again on that jet sweep configuration you've got three different guys going in three different directions at the same time everybody got a little confused ball fell on the ground 
Now, Shelton looked really good throughout the third quarter and early in the fourth, but they just couldn't take the lead. And on second down and 10, I formation, turn, hand it to Montanez, gets a little yardage up to the 29-yard line, a gain of four. It'll be third down and six. Good, strong, straight-ahead running there by Montanez. No quit here in the Shelton Bulldogs. Down 19 with right at one minute to go now. Not going to quit. Got a third down and makeable here for the Bulldogs. Shelton will travel to Franklin next week and be back home on the final Thursday of the season to take on Arapahoe. And for Axtell, they get to go home for the last two tough games, but they're Elm Creek and Blue Hill. Third down and six. Under center again is Evan Clark. He'll turn. He will hand it off to Cessna. Hole over the right side. He's got the first down, 35-37 yard line. He's going to pick up about eight yards on the play. Great first down run there for the young man. Moving straight ahead there, getting himself a first down here late in the game. Going to get his name in the paper. More importantly, going to get his name mentioned on the radio. First down and 10, 33 seconds to go. But that's what we always used to say, too. If you could get that cheap free throw coming off the bench in the fourth quarter in the last 30 seconds. Because we were the guys getting those cheap free throws coming off the bench late in the fourth quarter. For us, it was the independent. Others, it was the hub. Here's an inside handoff. End around trying to get from right to left as Dalton counts. And he's going to get back to the uh, line of scrimmage, maybe pick up one. And if they want it to be, that will be the final play of this football game. And it will be the final play of this football game. The final two touchdowns scored by Axtell, and they ruin homecoming here today for Shelton. The final score, the Axtell Wildcats, 33. The Shelton Bulldogs, 14. Shelton, 2-4. and four. Axtell, now 3-3 three and three on the season. We'll take a break, figure up the stats, and bring you the new West postgame show right after this. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Time now for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Final score, 33-14. to 14. Axtell comes away with it, getting a couple of touchdowns when Shelton needed to get the ball back. Uh, the last one, an interception, uh, sets up a cheap one. But uh, this game was close uh, throughout. And Shelton moved the ball, Brandon, but just couldn't get in the end zone. Either it was a penalty, and each team turned it over three times. I'd like to say that maybe the turnovers by Axtell gave Shelton opportunities, and then Shelton's turnovers came in Axtell territory. So I saw today what Coach Mike Lowe was talking about his team and that roller coaster ride. Uh, when they're high, they're high, and when they were 
uh, a little low. They were a little low. Axtell, and of course, when you have the lead, maybe it's a little easier to stay even keel. But uh, you could tell that this group had played all season together as opposed to a couple of the kids in and out of the lineup for, for Shelton. It was really an up-and-down ball game for the Shelton Bulldogs because throughout the game, you could tell that they were just one play or one missed tackle or one completed pass away from doing exactly what they wanted to do, getting that next first down, getting that next big play. And we talked about before the game about how everybody likes homecoming except for the coaching staff. But in this case, I don't know that it was necessarily a distraction, but there were certain times throughout the ball game where the Bulldogs shot themselves in the foot in key situations. So whether that was the distraction of the homecoming whether it was the distraction of an early game or whatever the case may be, Shelton just couldn't put together the plays and the drives they needed to. Whereas late in the fourth quarter, Axtell, after a turnover and then a turnover back, Axtell was able to drive the length of the field, go about 85, 87 yards, and put a drive together that not only went the length of the field, not only took up a long time on the clock, about five and a half minutes, but they were also able to get a touchdown out of that. So instead of Axtell turning the ball over, and still at that critical juncture of the game, about ten minutes left, Axtell took the ball down, ran about five and a half minutes off the clock, got a touchdown. That's what really sealed it for the Axtell Wildcats. At the beginning of the game, we talked about the weather report, Doug, whether or not one team can impose its will against the other. Three things we looked at was whether or not Shelton can focus on this game. And I just talked about that, whether they had a little bit of a distraction because of homecoming, and sometimes we see that, or whether it was just the injuries they had. Gomez going out early in the game surely hurt the Bulldogs because he was their leading tackler coming into this game with 20 tackles, 18 solo, eight and a half tackles for loss. The Bulldogs' defense just never got set. And anytime you lose your leading tackler, and then late in the game with Mulebach going out, they had so many injuries over the course of the game. Shelton looked for help for Evan Clark, and Mulebach was able to provide that through the first three and a half quarters. But then again, late in the fourth quarter, when Shelton really needed a big play, Mulebach injured throughout that late fourth quarter, just wasn't able to be there. And one of the other things we looked at, Doug, is whether or not Agstell can play better than their record. They had the big loss to Amherst. They had the close loss to Litchley to Ansfield Litchfield, Ansley Litchfield, I'll say that right, and then Arapahoe. And we talked about how that there was certain circumstantial evidence that they were able to play better. They were able to do that and come away, evening their record now at 500. Well, let's take a look at the final stats here. Unofficially, this is what I had in the ball game uh, for Shelton. Jared Mulebach, 13 carries, 139 yards. He had a 40 and a 41-yard carry. He had Charlie Cessna there, that last carry for eight yards. Elmer Montanez, five carries, 20 yards. Jose Gomez, one carry, three yards. Dalton Ward one carry, three yards. Quarterback Evan Clark, seven carries, 22 yards. Dalton Couts uh, ended up there with uh, one carry or two carries for three yards. They had a fumble for a loss of four. So 31 rushing attempts I had for Shelton, 194 yards. And for Evan Clark, in the first half, he was two of six with an interception and a touchdown. In the second half, he was two of five with an interception and a touchdown. So four of 11, two picks, two touchdowns, 59 yards. Both of them went to Couts. 59 through the air, 194 on the ground. The halfback pass from Montañez was incomplete. 253 yards of total offense only added up to about eight first downs uh, in this contest uh, because they had two or three big plays. Then you had uh, 
Three turnovers, two picks and a fumble, eight penalties for 55 yards and four punts for an average of about 30 yards per punt. Then you turn the tables here and 25 first downs for Shelton in this football game. And to get it out there, it looks like 69 plays run by Shelton, or run by uh, Axtell, excuse me. And for Shelton in this football game, they ran 42. Uh, It just almost a quarter to a third more plays run by Axtell. Cody Nickel, the workhorse, 35 carries, 185 yards in this football game, and two touchdowns. He carried it 19 times in the second half for 113 yards. Hunter Stratman, two carries, 11 yards. Jared Klein, two carries, 6 yards. Colton Maxwell, three carries, 16 yards. Braden Gomez, one carry, 6 yards. The quarterback, Parker Sis, seven carries, 12 yards. He was sacked once. 50 rushing attempts for 236 yards through the air. Uh, Sis had a a good second half because he didn't have to throw it much. Three for three for 28 yards, no interceptions, and no touchdowns through the air in the second half. So for the game, 11 of 19, two interceptions, one touchdown, 149 through the air, 236 on the ground, 385 yards of total offense for those 25 first downs. Just a couple of punts uh, for an average of about 20 yards. Turnovers, three of those, two picks and a fumble. Penalties, seven for a total of 50 yards. We'll take a look at our Buffalo County scoring wrap-up when we come back. Honey, hurry. We need to finish loading up the trash. The dump closes in 30 minutes. Don't let trash take up time in your busy schedule. Let Ravenna Sanitation take care of all your trash needs. At Ravenna Sanitation, they take trash seriously. They're there to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service that you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. There's a lot of satisfaction that comes from making things grow. Whether it's a family, a field of grain, or the balance in your savings account. When you make something grow, you can't help but grow a little yourself. As a community ag bank, helping you make things grow is why we're here. Our ag lenders know agriculture, and they're local. Stop by and see us. Let's talk. Minden Exchange Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Time for our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Well, Shelton started the football game uh, with the ball, couldn't make anything happen, had to uh, punt it away, and uh, that's when Axtell was able to march 57 yards, a one-yard quarterback sneak by Parker Sis. The two-point conversion run no good, 5.49 to go in the first quarter, 6 nothing. Then after uh, turning Shelton away on their second possession, a 46-yard drive was capped by a seven-yard touchdown run by Cody Nickel, his first of two tonight. The two-point in uh, conversion was picked off, 121 to go in the first quarter, 12 to nothing. Then that's when Shelton was able to get a nice drive going at the end of the first, carrying it into the second quarter when Evan Clark hooked up with Dalton Counts on a 30-yard touchdown pass. 
Jared Muehlbach took in the two-point conversion run, 11-21 to go in the second quarter, 12-8, and that's how it would stay until the final moments of quarter number two. Each team turned it over two times. In fact, back-to-back plays, Muehlbach come away with an interception, then August Fischel jumped into the backfield and swatted an option pitch away and was able to cover it. Sis had an interception, and then Clark had an interception, and it all ended up in the final minute, a quick little drive by Axtell, A 17-yard touchdown pass as time expired on the third down play. Without a timeout, they were tackled inbounds, hustled up to the line of scrimmage, got the playoff, rolling to his right cyst, turned back against the grain, and just assumed that his man, August Fischel, was going to be there, and he was, and it was right on the numbers. He hauled it in. The two-point conversion run was no good, but it was 18-8 instead of 12-8 at halftime. And then in the third quarter, Axtell really didn't get much going at all offensively. The only score, a 26-yard touchdown pass for Shelton Clark to Couts on third and 16. The two-point conversion run was no good, made it 18-14. to Then Jared Muehlbach got that fumble recovery at the Shelton 29. Axtell was moving and covered the ball, but that was really about the last good thing that happened for Shelton in the ball game uh, as they couldn't get things done with 10.5 to go. That's when uh, they were stopped and a 77-yard, five-minute drive capped by a 27-yard Cody Nickel run, five-and-a-half to go. Sis added the two-point conversion, 26-14. to A couple of plays later, Sis picks off uh, Clark, returns it to the 25-yard line, and two-and-a-half minutes later, Sis sneaks it in from three yards out, and the extra point kick was made by Jacob Marsh, 152 to go in the final score. Axtell 33, Shelton 14. Our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Axtell just got the lead and kept it today, Brandon. Shelton was always playing from behind, and they you just kind of sensed it, too. Sometimes you feel it. You sensed it there a little bit, too, today. Axtell was able to do what they wanted to do, really, from the first snap, because they were able to get that obligatory three and four yards in a cloud of dust, and then especially evident in that was middle part, really even the early part of the fourth quarter. They got the ball with about 10 minutes left to go. They had the ball on about their own three or four-yard line and were able to go the length of the field, took about five and a half minutes off the clock, were able to punctuate that drive with a touchdown. That's what really sealed it for the Wildcats. Well, they didn't have to bring out the chain gang today, which is sponsored on our radio broadcast by Carney Towing and Repair. So hopefully I don't have to call them, you don't have to call them tonight because we're getting ready to go to Gibbon. Big thank you to Carney Towing and Repair. They'll take care of you if you get stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home even if you just get scared at one of the nearby pumpkin patches. There are a lot of those. <laughs> a lot of those. I'm in the wrong line of work here. There you go. Well, again, a big thank you to all, and best of luck to the teams as they take it on home. We're going to head to Gibbon, our pregame coming up in about 30 minutes. Gibbon welcoming in Arcadia Loop City 5-1 and one against 6-0, and oh, and Brandon and I will uh, talk to you here in about 30 minutes. Again, congratulations. Homecoming didn't go the way on the field that Shelton wanted it to. They fall today. Axtell 33, Shelton 14. For our producer engineer, Caleb Henry, I'm Doug Duda and Brandon Bennett. Thanks so much. I wanted to throw in the Royals score, 5-4 in the eighth inning. Kansas City has taken the lead. I had so much fun, Doug. We should do this again. Okay. uh, Maybe in about an hour. See you later. Folks, thanks again for listening. Axtell 33, Shelton 14. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news, covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. The proceeding has been a KKPR sports production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at KKPR.com.